she had some accident when she was a kid and she phases and she hurts and all that and that's <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. This episode of Sincast is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Mubi introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Try Mubi free for 30 days at mubi.com slash cinemasins. That's mubi.com slash cinemasins for your extended free trial. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from Cinemasins. Joined, as always, by the voice of Cinemasins, Jeremy Scott. Hello. And for music video sins, Barrett Share. Hey. And today, we have our special guest in the room. Yay. From Sift Pop. And from CinemaSense. Yeah, that's right. And from TV Sense. That's right. Aaron Dicer. Yay! Hideley Ho, Cinerinos. Cinerinos. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. I've just made peace that I am Flanders of CinemaSense. That sure, is, yeah. That is, yep. I'm the about, Ned Flanders of CinemaSense. That's right. You should grow a mustache. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's all I need. If you see in a tremendously elaborate pun in the one of the Sins <laughs> videos, it's likely him. 99% <laughs> chance that it is him. Listen, you, you're, you, all of you have strong pun games. Yeah. I've written with all of you, and I've seen the puns. I think sometimes you write puns and think you can... Go, oh, we'll just say Aaron did that. You know, you, you want to, you know. We do have a scapegoat. That's right. That's true. I actually did uh, a K-pop video, the bubble pop. I sent you the bubble pop video a long mm-hmm. time ago. Hiana, by the way, is how you pronounce her name. Awesome. And uh, the song's called Bubble Pop, right? And it's said over and over, bubble, 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 pop, bubble, bubble. And I, I, I worked in uh, a thing where it's like, um, what, she's, she's putting up bubble propaganda everywhere oh. because i wrote it bubble pop you know yeah and then with ariana grande she she appears as a blonde in one of these and i called her ariana, ariana blonde, blonde. <laughs> nice oh my little boys are growing up oh, man. <laughs> uh, i just gave away like two cents from upcoming videos yes. whatever uh today we're going to be continuing the series of best of the beers that we've been alive and we're going to be doing 2018 what are you waiting for i'm jumping out a window Wakanda forever! i'll do you one better who's gamora i'll do you one better why is gamora one more yeah, baby. Which was the year that just happened. It was a long ass year. It was like three years worth of years. Mm. I mean, you could have told me that Black Panther came out in 2016, and I probably believe Oh, it. yeah. It for feels sure. like it's been that long. It it's only does been a year. Feel, it does feel like that long, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of which, we can go right into it because the box office champs, there's it's basically a one-two Marvel punch. Black Panther domestically was the number one movie of the year. Uh, and meanwhile, the Avengers Infinity War uh, took w- the world by storm and probably made over $2 billion. I think that's where it was, somewhere around there. Uh, now, listen, I think they're still counting some of those glass receipts, <laughs> and it may challenge. <laughs> for <laughs> what? I'm just joking. <laughs> for, for 2019? <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry, Aquaman receipts, 
Sorry. Uh, I don't know what that character yeah. is, but he's the receipt counting guy. Nice. Yeah. Aquaman. Aquaman made like half what those two movies. Made. And yet it's still a massive hit. Yeah. yeah. But those two, th- those are the clear crown jewels of the box office. It's yes. amazing to see Black Panther do this. Yeah. February movie. We talked about it before. It had everything against it. All black cast. Mm-hmm. Kind of an obscure superhero. February release. And that shit was still like in theaters mm-hmm. when Infinity War came out, mm-hmm. like still making money. Yeah. Yep. Well, the secret is they awesome. made a good movie. I mean, you know, that's exactly. that'll do it a lot. of time. I think we forget sometimes that, you know, good movies actually do work at the box office. They do. The problem is that they also sometimes fail. True. And then um, a shit movie will perform really good. So yeah. we, we get a Transformers movie that makes a billion dollars yeah. and you get a Black Panther that makes a billion dollars. And I can't say quality is going to win out every time mm-hmm. right by the way not to derail this already but let's do it <laughs> explain what you mean i know what you mean but explain what you mean by the all-black cast being something that was against it oh it never been done before right i mean at least in a like a high dollar superhero movie. yes so and, it was it was a new direction and unfortunately worldwide that also puts a dent in it because for whatever reason i don't know if it's racism or hmm, what racism. but yeah but <laughs> But worldwide, like they have a hard time, they have a hard time selling movies that are ba- like like your like your average uh, what men want or mm-hmm. whatever, like those type of movies. They have they have a hard time selling those overseas, and I don't know if it's because everybody's lily white over there or what. Yeah, well, but- I mean, yeah, and and I guess in in Asia. There's a certain predilection towards either Asian cinema or white cinema. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that that definitely could. Uh, could work against it, which is why I was saying, I, I understand why you were asking that, mm-hmm. um, to say that it is, quote, working against it because it had never been tried before. They bet so heavily on this black director, too, and it just paid off. And it's so satisfying. Well, the say. thing the thing that Coogler does really well, and I think what you're talking about here is not even so much race as it is culture, right? Like the sure. Black Panther is very culturally African. Uh, and so it's it's outside of the norm culture that we live in in modern, you know, US of A. Uh, so I think that is can be a little bit of a hurdle, but it also can be a real pull to the movie. Um, you know, if you're somebody who wants to see a movie that's, you know, engaged in a different way as you. I think this was I mean, we'll get to some of the films, but this was a great year mm-hmm. for African-American film in general. There's a lot of really solid stuff this year dealing with a lot of the stuff we're dealing with in our country. I think it's you know kind of showing itself at the theater so mm-hmm. that is absolutely correct um yeah I, I regularly talk to somebody on facebook who who's originally from africa mm-hmm. and uh and he was talking about how empowering this movie is he says the accents are pretty ridiculous like most yeah, people yeah. people from people from africa are like oh, okay <laughs> they really <laughs> lean into those sometimes yeah. but i think that's one thing that people sort of forget when they talk about this movie is how empowering it is and everything and and from you know our sort of white uh, existence and everything we don't have that same sort of um we don't have that same sort of like knowledge perspective right perspective well and the movies the movies themes underscore that Mm -hmm. right because in the movie itself he's like the whole ending he's like we need to give our technology and he goes back to that site in oakland we're going to build a like a learning center here and whatnot. I mean, I feel like the movie's plot and the movie outside of that kind of worked in harmony in that in that way. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just crazy. No, I no, think so. it absolutely did. Absolutely. Sorry, I busted up your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can uh, also discuss uh, a little bit Avengers: Infinity War. This is uh, this movie is I I still I still love it. Um, uh, but 
you know, I understand where people have taken it to task and everything. Mm. And especially since I still don't understand that, that ending that everybody just, there were people crying in the theater. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I, come on guys. You guys know this isn't permanent, right? How is this a thing? Yep. Well, let, let me defend it a little bit because when you go to a movie, you know, it's all fake, right? Like you, if you're crying at a movie, you're crying at something fake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I get what you're saying. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Actually, I, I don't want to fight with anyone today. I'm in an excellent mood, but I think if you cry at a movie, you're crying about something you're feeling from your own life. Not because, not at the fake movie. That's what I'm saying. That's why you can cry at the end of Infinity. But none War. of us have ever had all of our friends turn to dust. But we've had loss. We loss. understand when 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 Spider Man is going. You know, don't let me go or what? You know, what do you? I mean, that's that's powerful See, stuff. It wasn't for me. It, I get. I I am willing to allow that it was an emotional experience for others, but I don't understand that and i think that's all chris is saying yeah sure. i mean when they're going to be brought back and you know that, that they're going to be brought back that's what's the, the thing what's the point had this ended and when you remember back in the day i said i i thought they might do something i hope they do i'd love it if they did it was the snap from the comics mm. but i thought they were going to kill iron man and captain america and blackwood and the classic cast mm -hmm. and then i would have left the theater legitimately wondering if they were ever going to come back right yeah yeah instead because they did at the, the other thing yeah and in not, not only does it kind of hamper the end of this movie, it kind of tips your hand on Endgame. If if Iron Man or Captain America doesn't die at the end of Endgame, I'll eat my hat. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. And I'm wondering if that factors in because everybody is expecting that now. Uh, if that factors into the movie that they made, if, if they're going to subvert that in well, they some did way, say, quite curiously, they did say in an interview the other day, if they'd had anything to do different, they wouldn't shoot the two films back to back right. simultaneously, which makes me wonder if story wise, if this informed having too some much. distance from Infinity War, they might have done something in Endgame differently. Mm. Uh, they did just do some uh, reshoots. So who knows? But I'm looking forward to it. That's one of my. I am too. That's one of my most anticipated. I'm, I'm very curious. I think it's going to take some really cool high sci-fi concepts and roll it into a superhero movie and i think everybody most everybody who got dusted will come back and most everybody who didn't will get dusted and i'm okay with that i think i could still be thrilled by that mm -hmm. i'm not gonna cry when tony stark dies I'll tell you that much no me neither that guy's a bastard <laughs> yeah but star lord is a fucking asshole yeah <laughs> yes yeah Yes. You know, we can all agree on that yeah let's it, let, the, how many times in a marvel movie uh this happens where they've got everything where they need it and someone gets angry mm -hmm. out of out of their fucking mind angry uh that civil war battle at the end still pisses me off yep uh makes no sense to me on any level whatsoever i agree um and this one where he's like oh you killed gamora punch punch you know i don't and the get justification that. that it's within character is is bullshit because yeah, it's total these people bullshit. also understand that there's a time and a place, especially if Tony fucking Stark. Yeah. Ah, it's just, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, that Doctor Strange versus Thanos fight, though, is pretty fucking rad. It is rad. No, oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite no, part there's, of the movie. there's more rad than there is <laughs> yeah, yeah, not there is. rad in that movie. Well, I think that's what's that's what we have to remember too. Is uh, I just every time I start thinking about the details of Infinity War, any Marvel movie, it's fine. You know, I love having these conversations about what works, what doesn't. Then you take a step back and you go, look at what they've done. Mm -hmm. Like it's insane that this has worked even five percent, let alone as well as it has. Um, I just I cannot believe what Infinity yeah. War and Endgame 
are going to bring to a conclusion I, is I agree. insane. I agree. But I'm very nervous about this future. Now that we have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Sure. Because I am not one who believes I need to see every single Marvel hero in a movie together. Mm-hmm. Especially what we got in Infinity War, because again, there were some there's there's characters of, that were crammed And in there's there. a lot of awesome in Infinity War, yep. but a lot of what doesn't work is directly a result of having too many characters yep. in this movie. Cue applause, and now right? we're about <laughs> to throw in a bunch more. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me really nervous. Can they possibly make a battle that where they don't all have to be in the same place at one yeah, time? No kidding. No yeah. kidding. Like, if, if they really are needed, wouldn't it be like a great if they would be around the globe rather than just like all in the same place? And let's find, let's find something else that they can do uh, okay thor is using his hammer again well good for him and uh <laughs> well that's what worked in the first avengers is that they were in the same place but they were all doing separate things they were mm-hmm. all doing something that required their skill set right mm-hmm. and scarlet whatever yeah, yeah. talking the gun right right scarlet, i almost called her scarlet witch well I, I do too because her name's scarlet johansson <laughs> yeah but yeah see that's what worked and i i agree I think you, you could show simultaneous things that's and make it perfect always been sort of my thing about marvel movies with the with the avengers movies is just it it never seems like they use each each individual skill set like you know they they all are punching in Mm -hmm. some some manner that's why that dr strange thanos fight is so awesome yeah um the they they're all doing that same they're doing the same thing but with the tools that they have yeah especially well that fight with thanos where he's opening portals and fucking spider-man's going like you know yeah yeah. uh but uh but yeah, if you were if you'd get them separated around the world and sort of change up that, maybe that's coming. Who knows? Yep. Anyway, uh, there are a lot of other superhero movies. Ant Man and the Wasp was in the other one that came out from Marvel. I recently saw this. I thought it was pointless. This is the most forgettable movie that I saw all of last year, and I, I'm I'm very serious about that. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I can remember a few things, but like I don't really want to. It's completely <laughs> It's completely pointless. They it set is. up they set up a whole thing where uh where Pim is going to go back and get his wife Michelle Pfeiffer plays it plays her. Uh and that's the setup. They even go cold open on this movie yeah. where it's like, "Oh, that then the whole movie's about that then, right? They're going to go in there and get her." No, yeah, no. There's somebody who wants the technology that they're using. Mm. So there's uh, Walton Goggins gets to be a bad guy again. Mm. Um, sudden Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Sudden Lawrence Fishburne, who you know instantly is is a semi bad guy. Yep. Uh, there's this uh, there's this character called Ghost in there that could have been a lot cooler than yep. than she was. Um, is it the Ghost from the Matrix? The Matrix sequels? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Yeah, actually, like, there's a lot like, of parallels. Like she, she's she's phasing, quote unquote. Like she had some, she had some accident when she was a kid, and she phases and she hurts and all that, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all she says. She says, "Oh, it hurts, it hurts." And uh, you just summed up the entire movie. Yeah, and so she she needs the technology and to like. They yada yada so much in this movie. It's, it's, it's a lot of times pseudoscience and Marvel. You're like, okay, I can get on with that. Mm-hmm. This one's like, we just got to go and get Michelle Pfeiffer and suck out her energy and put it into <laughs> <Yeah>. her. 
Well, and even even the the shrinking stuff makes no scientific sense. No. The idea of shrinking a building and then carrying it on like a luggage rack or something. Yeah. It's like did it not have a foundation? Yeah. Right. Like, is it, all that kind of stuff is is silly. This is my kind of pointless fun though. Okay. Hundred percent agree. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. But when you've got Paul Rudd and you've got Luis Guzman uh, doing their thing, you mean Michael, Michael Pena? Pena? I mean Michael Pena. Sorry. Yeah. When he you, does play a Luis. <laughs> that's right. That's why I got confused. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you've got those two doing their thing, like I'm just having a good time. And yeah. I notice those things and I'm just willing to forgive them in a lot of movies like this because I'm having fun. It's yeah. a fun one to watch with my boys too. You know, like we just have a good time watching My it. kid loved it too. Yeah. yeah. So. There are moments though where they, they tear away from things just to do a joke and I just... I I I just I couldn't get on board with it. I mm-hmm. I know what you're saying because I was sitting there watching this, going, you know what, this is just kind of dumb. I'm whatever. Yep. Yeah. But um, just ultimately, I was like, man, there's nothing to this movie no, at all. Nothing ultimately really happens. Yeah. Right? I'll take this kind of dumb over Transformers dumb is what I'm saying. Yeah. You yeah. know oh, what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, this it's my kind of dumb. Uh, and uh, r- well, they're not rounding out Marvel. There's more Marvel after this. Deadpool two came and went, and it was like. I, this is the biggest, weirdest anomaly to me. The first Deadpool was a huge hit. Everybody you know loves it. The second one comes out, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It made was some money. interesting. It made yeah. it made money for sure. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a bomb. But well, I forgot it. But it it came and went, and yeah. nobody cared. Yeah. And 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 it did not have the same. It didn't even have an opening weekend reflective of a movie that did what Deadpool did. And uh, and it was like people had already gotten tired of Deadpool yeah. by the time the sequel came out, which was only two years. Right. So it is the kind of I, I remember after the first one, I think one of the two of you and I were talking, saying, "Can you sustain a series yeah. of yeah. this, or is this kind of the thing?" Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. It is. I I really like this movie. Um, and I I laughed a lot during this movie. We got to see this movie with Leonard Malton. We did. And, and that enhanced <laughs> the experience. I literally was sitting right next to Leonard Malton. Oh, who's name this. dropping now, Barrett? Oh, yeah. my God. It, it was one of the cool, it was probably the most cool uh, movie theater experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, but man, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. And then when we watched it again, when we send it, um, I'd laugh my ass off again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, you're right, though. What happened with Once Upon a Deadpool? Did that do anything? I don't think it did much. Yeah. I, I actually. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Um, that's the PG thirteen one yeah. where they made it like a um, like a it's yeah it's some charity thing they, yeah they I don't know what they is what, that what it was for well, they did I like think a Princess Bride takeoff didn't they then they have like yeah they had a Fred okay, Savage yeah. vignette yeah but it, it like it's the same movie it just doesn't have the swearing in it but that so. one also was forgotten like immediately yeah. after it came out yeah I actually bought that on Blu ray I know it's redundant <laughs> but I bought it anyway just in case there was anything sure. different about it but. Um, but yeah, Deadpool two was a weird moment. Like we're seeing, we're seeing that this year already with Lego Movie two. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yeah, it's a great comparison. Where the 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 first one made sixty nine million, went on to make the huge hit, and and then the second one comes out. Have they already zapped all their goodwill with the Bat Lego Batman and with the Lego Ninjago? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel so. like every review I've read of Lego Movie 2 says exactly that. Yeah. It's really hilarious. It's charming. It adds new wrinkles, but it still kind of feels a little stale. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I loved it. And, and I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, continuing down this road, we have Aquaman, which is um, another movie. This this. Uh, is a a huge hit for uh, DC and Warner Brothers. Uh, not going to be as big as Wonder Woman, but 
still uh, a, a, probably a breath of fresh air for them after those Batman v Superman and Justice League mm-hmm. didn't do as much as they thought it would do. Um, Aquaman may very well indeed have that. It's because it's not terrible. It people are giving it more. Uh, they not, like it more. It's not terrible, but it's not good. No, it's I, like you I didn't like it. I was I did not. I I was very surprised by the reaction to Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It's probably similar to my reaction to Ant Man. Right? There's probably just a lot of people who that's their kind of dumb, but it was mm-hmm. not my kind of dumb. Yeah. Like it was. I I thought it was over the top in a very strange way mm-hmm. um I, I wasn't buying into the sensibility of it uh i thought the under the water stuff was ridiculous yeah. and made no sense to me uh not just on a physics level just on a uh even like a story and plot level like some of the the places they went and the things they did just didn't you know i mean they're in the desert the one second and then you know they're in one place in the water and like where what's the geography of this th- you know i was just very yeah put off by the whole thing um he's great i like jason momoa he's you know wonderful but how did it look Is, did it look cartoony like the uh the previous entries yeah a little bit sometimes um, yeah i mean it the the underwater stuff like i always hearken back to the star wars prequels that's what it reminded me <laughs> yeah of. no totally <laughs> you know yeah no that's perfect you know, there's um, always a bigger fish yeah exactly <laughs> um but uh but yeah, Aquaman, when I watch it again and I, and I, you know, your experience during the movie, I was out with family watching this movie. So I have a, a, a bit of a kind of like when you watch it with a kid sure. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. When I watch it by myself and I'm sending it, I may grow angry at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. Yeah. I think you might. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have, uh, God, there's two more Marvel Venom. Came yeah. out in October. This was uh, Sony's. Uh, we're still in this. We're in Sony's Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Venom is exactly the movie that I thought it was going to be. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I liked Venom. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I like it no. because there's so much awful about I know. it. Well, but I kind of liked it. For instance, Michelle Williams. They should have never like hired her for this role. I mean, <laughs> she's I slumming, man. Love Michelle Williams, but. <laughs> First off, they don't have any chemistry at the beginning. And like, even when he does the thing that he does and she walks out on him, it's like, you could have done this a week ago and it would have been fine. Yep. He's still a dumbass. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's exactly that type of '90s superhero type of movie that are remember. Get a spawn vibe. Yeah, got spawn <laughs> vibe. more enjoyable. Yeah, way more enjoyable. Way funnier. And like, yeah. Uh, but this made gobs of money yeah right yeah i like the i like the tom hardy venom stuff like i like their really i call it friends with benefits uh, uh, I, like, I like that whole part of the thing right mm-hmm. um i just i don't like any of the action in it mm-hmm. i think it's silly looking it reminds me of transformers in a lot of ways because it's just noise yeah you know yep. especially that last fight is just punching and noise and same versus same and, well that's the the part and, that i hate about it i was i knew it was immediately that this is what, what we were headed towards was because they had this they brought this alien down or brought these aliens down from wherever or whatever and then it's like one of them latches on and then oh yeah it's gonna of course latch on to uh, riz ahmed and yeah, this, yeah. And, and he's gonna be you know it's gonna be like he's gonna be a slightly stronger version of that yep. You know, and they do this every time. That's the thing. This movie is exactly like 50 other Marvel movies. 
it's just something about Tom Hardy, man, and his, the way he carries. And it's not it, like it's he great. has a great yeah. performance or anything like that. His accent is all over the place. Yeah. Like he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. It's, it's, it's compelling. I'll watch it again. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, something compelling there. And then we have uh, this is not, this was not a huge, huge movie, but it is a pretty big movie, and I it was way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Was Into the Spider Verse? Oh God, I love this movie so I much. I do too. <laughs> and the animation style, I, I I really liked it too. Um, the I mean, yeah, there were some parts in it that seemed weird and blurry and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, but. Um, did they have to do that i don't do you think, think that so. was a good artistic choice no that's my that's my only knock of this movie i don't even mind like the it's not pixelation but like the dots and all that right, stuff no, that make cool. it look yeah, like yeah. a comic book but i swear to god i thought that the projector was out of focus well i thought we had accidentally gone to a 3d movie and they hadn't given us the glasses. me too me too because yeah. it has those little lines those blue and red lines on the the side having known what i now know that that's what they were going for the next time i watch it i'm probably going to love it even more uh, but that was distracting to me. But- I was more distracted the second time. Oh, really? I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I already knew like the stuff that excited me that I didn't know the first time. I, you know, I knew what was coming, and so I was more distracted. I don't know what it was, but it actually distracted me more the second hmm. time I saw mm. it. Yeah, but the story, the characters, so great. Everything about this movie is. I just read great. the other day that they have open sourced the software they use to animate that movie. Oh, that basically nice. that's cool. Giving it away to the world for free online. That's interesting. That's awesome. Sounds pretty awesome. Well, to me. and and it's and it's a it is a great animation style. After you're so tired of you, you were probably at this point tired of the way computer animation is done, where it it seems like even though it probably isn't. It seems like it takes them two weeks to make these movies. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, even though I'm sure every frame takes like, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> one hundred and forty seven man hours. Um but like um but like these they have all the same look now. Like, I mean, yeah, you can tell a Pixar from from the rest of the group and you can usually tell an illumination di- mm-hmm. from the group. But like all this stuff that Sony and Paramount and all them come out, they they're interchangeable to me. Uh, seeing something like into the spider verse with a you know an almost uh traditional 2d style but but with this kind of i don't know what they would call i don't know what they call it i don't know either um, but it's it's complete i wish they i wish more companies would do this rather than trying to brand everything as like oh this is our style so this is how we do things and everything let's try to come up with some artistic choices with the with the with the animation and that's what i love about that movie's funny and action-packed and it's everything you'd want in a spider-man movie. characters are so great the voices are fantastic soundtrack is amazing mm-hmm. i i really loved it besides that blurry thing i loved everything do you like that movie. post malone song uh the one on the soundtrack yeah the the one that's called it's playing uh, all over our plays, house my boys love it yes i, 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 I i'm I trying love, to find the melody i but, love that song yeah um it's um i don't like him but it works in that you'll in be that left context. in the dust yeah, yeah like yeah. a sunflower yeah um i also, you know what else i love i love the world building in that movie mm-hmm. i love the idea of what it's actually doing with the property um the idea that you know anybody can be spider-man or anyone can cook as ratatouille might say mm-hmm. uh is is not only a powerful message it works really well for what they're doing there with the spider-man character and it just opens that world up in such a crazy cool way um, so I think that's, that's anyone awesome. can cook. <laughs> <laughs> I like Nicolas Cage. I'm, He's so good at that. Yeah, I don't know. I know. This is a, <laughs> I thought my backstory was dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip out of box office for a bit and All go right. down to the, some other categories. Let's go to the award season stuff. And I know there's a movie that two people in this room 
really want to gush about, and it's Roma. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Go ahead, Barrett. Oh, he wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I made Frank from Twitter watch this movie. Uh-huh. I, I basically e-bullied him. <laughs> That's always the way to get somebody to love a movie. <laughs> to bully yeah. them into watching didn't, it. Didn't, didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. I mean, it sounds like he's about where you guys are. That he saw a lot of good in there. Just didn't connect I, to him personally. I got. I got to know. There's some. There's some. I've got like a Horcrux out there because there's a, a part of my soul that's missing. Yeah. That that should love this. <laughs> the movie. same way, man. And I like it a lot. And I think it's gorgeous. And I think everything about it is pleasant. And the story is com- compelling. <laughs> No. no that's where i gotta stop myself <laughs> that's, that's the problem it's right it's, it's, it's if, you, if you either if you don't care about the story then everything works for you mm-hmm. if you care about story then you're like what do we have here yeah, yeah not, not you have me. a story about what it means to be a mom you have a story about you know what it means to care for other people uh what what does it what does it mean to have somebody in your life who you aren't related to blood wise but might as well be be your mom that's what alfonso was Mm. doing here was paying homage to somebody in his life who was basically his mom Mm. but did not give birth to him and you see that through line through the i mean there's you know i've seen this movie several times and you're right i do want to gush about it just because the more i watch it the more i see that through line of um her story and her journey and understanding what it means to to give care you know what it means to uh to love these kids and her own story about you know, her own idea of motherhood. And, you know, there's obviously very powerful hard scene to watch in the movie that very specifically deals with, um, you know, what she's going through and, and trying to be a mom or not trying to be a mom. And she says something toward, you know, towards the end about, um, dealing with the psychology of not wanting to be a mom in that moment, but then realizing, Oh, I am a mom, Mm. you know, like it's just, it's, you know, she's giving birth to those kids at the end in the ocean. I know I'm spoiling a lot yeah. here, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's this there's this beautiful thing he's doing with the symbolism of motherhood, which, by the way, is in every one of his movies. Like, Gravity is a movie about birth. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's, it's really interesting to see how this plays on him. But not only that, like, the other things I catch are just the um the foreshadowing, the incredible foreshadowing. There is a movie. lot of that. Mm-hmm. And and some and I'll catch more every, you know, every time sure, I watch yeah. it. And uh, it's I don't know. It's it's one of those things I watched the first time. And in fact, I was right with you for the first 25 minutes of the movie. The first time I watched this um, for the first 25 minutes or so, I was like, oh, no. I was like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. But so then just, the guy did the nude scene and the whole like <laughs> martial arts thing. And you were like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, it's in. funny. I read about that scene a week or two ago. They shot that separately. Yeah. Because she wasn't comfortable, right? On the day of, Caron decided, I want you to do this naked. And the dude was like, okay. And then the, <laughs> the girl was like, I'm not super comfortable with that. And so they shot it without her in the room and him naked. Then he put on underwear and they brought her in the room and shot her version of it. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about that filmmaker. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie tells me there's always going to be turds to clean. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It's always going to be, you can clean the turds. Yeah. It's going to be more turds. Everybody's got clean turds. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm intentionally trying to be not eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Success. <laughs> Success. As a way of saying what I think the reason I connect to this movie so much, um, and when we get into the voting, I've, I've done something this year that I haven't ever done in terms of prioritizing my voting, and it's basically how how much of my life has it impacted, changed, or affected? Uh, how much time have I spent thinking about it? How much have I tried to apply? 
to my own life. And so for me, again, what I take away from this movie is that I, I am no more important than the person next door to me. And every victory that I celebrate is probably happening while they're having a tragedy. Mm. And my victories are no more important than their tragedies are sad and vice versa. And that is life. Um, and again, I come back to the, the, the ice cream scene where your, your dad's gone forever. I'm going to get you some ice cream. That'll make up for it. And in the background, everybody's celebrating a, a wedding, uh, which, again, I think is another interpretation theme on love. And uh, anyway, but that encapsulates the whole movie. That they're, they're is their the lowest movie. part. Lowest, yeah, lowest and highest, highest yeah. right next door to each other. Yeah. Right next to each well, other. Life and death in this movie shares the screen. You know, the idea that they're. You know, um, they're walking down the stairs to share a drink on New Year's, and there's a couple chickens copulating at the bottom of the stairs. You know that I don't oh, think that I was missed the chicken fucking. Yeah, you totally I think did. they were geese. Well, they, they may have been geese. <laughs> That's true. You didn't see that. Important. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I haven't studied my my foul fornic- forni- uh, fornication. But uh, the idea was, or the idea I see in this movie is. There's messiness all around, like real life all around us. The gross stuff, the stuff we don't like to talk about is in our lives at the same time as we're dealing with something else. Um, you know, you've got uh, there's this beautiful uh, symmetry between the kid at the rich people's New Year's party is has his astronaut out like this big decked out in this astronaut outfit. And he's running through, you know, some water there. And then the next scene, it's in like the projects or whatever. And mm-hmm. this kid's got like a cardboard box astronaut helmet, you know, going over, you know, the, yeah. the water and his just stuff like that, where it's like, man, all the detail in this movie. And you can just. I don't know. It feels like an artist made it, you know, it and does. It's, it's, there's so there's much less and less of that. It seems like I find myself on. looking differently at the world. Hmm. I find myself celebrating my victories a little less. I hmm. find myself mourning my tragedies a little less. I I I think I'm I think the movie has made me more empathetic. And I think that's magical that a 43 year old cynical asshole like me <laughs> can be impacted by a movie to try and want to be more understanding of his neighbors or the guy who cuts me off in traffic who pre-Roma I would have flipped off and forgotten about. And post-Roma, I'm like, you know what? My problems are no bigger than that guy's problems. Maybe he has a reason to cut me off. Maybe wow. it wasn't his fault. I don't know. Sure did have an So I have to... I have to give the movie credit for that. Sure. Because it is a direct result. Even my wife has said that my thinking has changed post-Roma that people that used to, I would used to just dismiss. I don't know. I'm not trying to like... I think this is the movie, not me, is what I'm saying. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get credit for this. But the movie has really made me think a lot about how unimportant I am. Wow. So yeah. I always get come down to... The, everything that you guys have said about this movie is valid to me um and it's and it's it makes you appreciate the movie in you know in a great way i i have started to wonder though if even these things that make us consider things about ourselves or uh they're they're deep in some way that we can talk about this and everything all those things are great does it make it a great movie though and uh, i'm having a hard time with that even though i I, like i'm with barrett like i enjoyed watching it Mm -hmm. it's just that i was like all right well where i can't see the greatness in this yet um there was a there was a guy on facebook who after we talked about the nocturnal animals thing with the fat naked women at the Mm -hmm. beginning and everything and he said that the director came out and said that he was trying to juxtapose 
that with uh, the first shot of Amy Adams, who is uh, who is supposed to be beautiful, but she's so there's there's a supposedly ugly women who are un who are very happy at the beginning, mm. and there's this beautiful woman who is not happy, and juxtap- juxtaposing mm. that. So then I wrote, but does that that doesn't seem to have an impact. Like it doesn't, why do you, it doesn't seem to have anything to do yeah, with what the does movie. that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So she's beautiful and she's unhappy. That's happens in a lot of movies and you know, mm. it happens a lot of times. Why do I need to see something before that, that sort of accentuates your, your main character. Mm-hmm. So while there's interesting things as to the choices, does that make it a good choice? Does that make it a good movie? That's the 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 level right now I'm on. Where and that's I'm like, the, that's the beauty of subjectivity of art, right? Like mm-hmm. that is the beauty of what we love to do and talk about movies is the fact that we can see the same thing and come out with different feelings about it. I think mm-hmm. that's I think it's valid and great and wonderful. It's, will, like, it's like that Seinfeld where uh, he uh, records. He's he's doing the uh, the the pirating yeah. right in the movie theater, and then Elaine records her dances at the end yeah and he's he's explaining the movie he's like the director made some weird choices uh including this <laughs> crazy dancing lady at the end so you cry and then when you see the woman you cry again, <laughs> you cry again. <laughs> yeah um oh uh, man but i will be watching roma again at some point and who knows five years down the line i might be going I, i'm turned turned around well, listen this is what's funny about this and what i, I think i love even more than how different our opinions can be about movies is how they can change mm-hmm. because we sat in this room, all four of us, and voted for La La Land to be the best movie of 2015. I know that was your and my first choice. and Which I is think, what means what I think would it, mean it, it won, no, right? No, because I think... Did yeah. you two vote? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right. I did, yeah. And I wouldn't vote for that. I wouldn't vote that way again today at all. I, w- I still love La La Land, but mm-hmm. there's probably three or four movies from that year I would vote ahead of. Yeah, yeah. 2016? 2016. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Uh, like Hell or High Water mm-hmm. would go above that. And so, you know, even two years from now, I may not hold Roma in this place that I do, but I, do I don't right know, man. Now. That that thing is plugged into you. I think uh, it really that is. Stuff, it's hard to separate that because that's happened to me in a few of those movies, and I can't really separate. Yeah, it's, it gets harder. Anyway. Um, then we'll uh, we'll continue talking about some award season stuff with Green Book, which uh, I was so shocked that this was a peter fairley movie <laughs> right um oh yeah so is spike lee by the way did you see uh, it was like a director's guild or it was an oscar pre-show or something like that where they were they had all the directors for best director up there and anytime so a question was asked to peter fairley spike lee just stared straight ahead didn't mm. didn't acknowledge that he was in the room yeah it might have had to do with the fact that he took his penis out all the time and wagged it at actresses well, there's that, and I think there's there's some sort of racial issue that they have. Oh, yeah. There's, well, there's, there's a lot of stuff with Green Book. The yeah. family of the piano players right, are right, happy yeah, with yeah. how the movie came about. Uh, the, the movie's been dogged by plenty of controversy. Viggo Mortensen said the N-word at a panel talking about the movie. Oh! Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, what he uh. said was, nobody says N-word anymore. Oh. But yeah. he said it. Yeah. While don't, saying don't, that. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. Don't fucking do that. I know. <laughs> Um, God and and yeah I and somehow it feels like this movie's gonna skate through even despite all the controversies. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a crowd pleaser. Um, that's I've watched the thing. A, you said you liked it, right? Um, I I like elements of it. I think overall, it's in many ways it reminds me of the Greatest Showman, 
in that I get why people lose their mind over it or have such a good time with it, but I just have issues with it under the movie that keep me from buying in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Green Book is is much a similar. What, what way are with these me. issues that you're talking about? Uh, mainly, mainly the issues that you've already mentioned about the family and kind of the there's a white savior aspect to the movie that plays it from his perspective instead of the piano player's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it really doesn't give that man's perspective a lot of credence at the front of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our our central character and I would say protagonist hero, you know, is the white guy who's trying to overcome his racism. You yeah. Know? Uh, and it's just, I feel like maybe we're past that. Like maybe we need to be thinking deeper than that in the fact that there's, you know, three, four, maybe five different movies that came out this year that deal with racism in a more honest and deep way than Green Book, Mm -hmm. um, you know, probably has a little bit to do with it too. Yeah. I really liked it. But when you're, when you talk about it in that, in that, in those terms about how it is from sort of Vigo's perspective, that does change a lot of things. And it, and it's, and it's, you know, again, it's, uh, you go in, you go in and, uh, you're not really thinking about that, even though you should, um, that it should be from Herschel Ali's uh, perspective sure. all the way through. Cause it is his story. It's right. not, it's not, you know, we have to get over white people have to get over racism. It's, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> that's know. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's what he has to deal with. Now you do see what he has to deal with all the way through it. Um, uh, and that, all of that stuff is super ridiculous. I mean, especially the scene where he's uh, going to play at a club and the restaurant won't let him eat there, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, (laughs) that's just the most ridiculous thing Mm -hmm. of it all. And I do like the, that he ends up saying, I'm not going to play here if you don't let me eat here. And, um, and so I did like that, but yeah, uh, that, that is an interesting perspective that it is really from his, from Vigo's perspective all the way, even though they're supposedly the, the co-leads, it's really his movie. It does kind of feel like one of those movies that if they hadn't adapted a real person's story and mm-hmm. it's, had instead fictionalized the story of a friendship, it might have played a little better, but, but part I mean, of the if reason. If it's the exact same movie, it still would have that issue. Sure, yes. But I mean, I know at least half the reason it's got some controversy is that it kind of played fast and loose with history. There's a right. scene in the whole movie, we, Deja Vu podcast, we already talked about this a little bit, but the mm-hmm. whole fried chicken eating thing where the white guy teaches the black guy how good fried chicken is and the family's pissed about that mm-hmm. because they're like, he knew what fried chicken was. This was like manufactured to, to, make one of these white savior mm. ending racism kind of yeah. moments mm. yeah so it, but i get why i mean it's fun to watch like it's humorous it's there's some really great moments you know the moment with picking up the litter on the the road i think is hilarious mm-hmm. there's moments like that where it's like yeah they knew what they were doing and making a movie it's just there's that that stuff underneath that i go i just i'm not not 100 on board because of that well let's go ahead and talk about the other two that you were talking about if bill street could talk um uh this was now this is the movie like you guys are affected by roma if bill street could talk is the same for me um Hmm. good i'm excited to hear you talk about it uh if bill street could talk is uh is now this one i feel like has more story elements to it and that's why i gravitate towards this more uh but uh but the it's it's told in this sort of like you know not out it's not in order all the way through and and uh and all that the score is freaking amazing and hmm. uh i was really glad to see that it got nominated i'm i'm a little disappointed to see it didn't get nominated across the board um but this movie is great this movie is important and uh this movie has um 
it, it it's one of those that I came out just kind of like shook by. Um, is uh, Barry Jenkins is it? Barry Jenkins, yeah. yeah. Now he he had done Moonlight before this, and I really liked Moonlight. I didn't think it was best picture or anything. I think this movie's better than Moonlight, but I think this movie's better than Moonlight too. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, it's just it, the way it goes about is uh, it's devastating because it's about a guy. It's a man, a man and a woman who love each other. You know, like the trailer made it seem like the problem was going to be oh, she's pregnant out of wedlock and the family doesn't like it or right. something like that. And uh, they don't really go into, and I'm guessing because they didn't want to incite maybe in the trailer, but the he's wrongfully accused of of killing somebody and, uh, and uh, it's by a racist cop who needed somebody to pin this murder on. And, uh, and it shows how that, how they're affected by that and everything. And, um, and it, and it, a lot of you're talking about the stuff that you know that relates to today this is this was i think were written back in the 60s or whatever and it was uh who's the guy's name uh the, the author who wrote the, the book the author who wrote the book sure. he did the he did the uh that he was in James the, Baldwin James Baldwin mm-hmm. he's the subject of I am your negro was mm-hmm. the was the documentary I am um, not your negro I am not your negro mm-hmm. yes um and um he um uh, he he really sort of i mean a lot of the stuff that's in that is a lot of stuff that we're talking about now you know cops abusing their power uh you know uh, black people getting um uh accused of things or, or small things and getting larger sentences for it mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this is in this in this movie and everything and uh i just thought it was really well done really really good movie I got to see this one. This one's way up on my list. There's yeah. a fantastic episode of The West Wing where they break down why mandatory minimum sentencing laws on drug convictions are racist by their very nature. Mm-hmm. Freaking fascinating. Interesting. Hmm. Because yeah. the, the mandatory sentences are stronger for drugs right. that are most used by African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a systemic problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It goes yeah. back hundreds of years. By the way, my brother and his wife just saw Hamilton this week, and he called me to tell me about it, and he said his wife said... At this crazy time of political nuts, it's kind of nice to know from the very beginning these people were adulterous, murdering, like blackmailing assholes yep. who all wanted power, like from the get. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, it's not as fresh in my mind as it, as it was, but uh, there's 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 one theme in there where you don't you don't know someone's perspective, even though you think you may know somebody's perspective. Lil Ro Howery comes up in this movie as somebody who's been in jail. And this is before the main character has been sent to jail. And Lil Ro Howery is definitely changed by prison. He's just like, he's like the, th- the stuff that they do and do to you every day in prison is, you know, is ridiculous and, and everything. And the guy's like the guy who hasn't been to prison's like, like yeah, imagine that. Imagine that's that's pretty bad. And he's like, he's like, you don't really know until you're in there. Mm. You really, you can't really imagine it. Mm. And yeah, you see his character, the late, the guy who hasn't been to jail. When he goes, you can see how much he has changed. Movie sort of has a kind of it. It it could have gone one way, and it could have gone too syrupy. And I think it went in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm um i don't know if that's the best choice but uh i like i i mean i I mean it's something where you didn't have to go out of the movie going oh my god that's so devastating Mm. or whatever but it's devastating enough without it going 
to a really dark place. It does. It does in some ways. And, and maybe this was just my experience with it, and maybe why it's not you know elevated you know next level for me. It's probably similar to the Roma thing with you, but in some ways it was a very sustained, meaningful story that I was glad I was invested in, mm-hmm. but I didn't have. Uh, you know th- that one moment where I was where I was just devastated, or mm-hmm. where I was you know jubilation. You know what I mean? Like it didn't mm-hmm. it it wasn't it didn't feel like a roller coaster movie to me. It felt you know like a like a journey, like a road trip. You know, so and and for me, I think those things fairly or not stick out to me sometimes. Where it's like, oh yeah, but that one moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might be why I need to watch it again and just and give it its its space one more time to hmm. kind of feel it a little bit more. But I I loved it. I thought I thought it was beautiful too. It's shot. I mean, incredibly well. So. Mm. Nice. And then another one, Black Klansman, mm-hmm. which uh, Barrett and I watched uh, together and everything. This is this is dynamic, man. This is really, really, this is Spike Lee. We haven't seen Spike Lee like this in a long time. Have we ever seen Spike Lee like this? Probably not. It, it's such a unique movie. And I feel like he's been making swings like Chirac and some of the other stuff he's done fairly recently that he's making swings that... Or just maybe outside of his wheelhouse or like you know he's shooting for the moon and he's not getting there uh this one it seems like just everything clicks he got the best performances out of his actors that he could probably get mm-hmm. um his visual flares paid off mm-hmm. both in story and both in in like you know unusualness because mm-hmm. it's an otherwise like reality-based thing but like there's an ending shot that's on like a like a dolly type of thing, like a like a treadmill. And apparently John David Washington, like every day would ask him, like Spike, you know, when are we gonna do that that dolly scene? <laughs> because apparently it looked really cool. Uh the the performance from the the lady that's in Spider Man Homecoming, I forget her name, Nia Long? No. Um Nia Peoples. It's uh, Laura Laura Harrier. Laura Harrier. Yeah. Uh man, I mean just every part of this movie, and I've seen it again uh since Adam Driver murders me mm-hmm. with his performance yeah toe for grace he, he, we all know how like how what a toll that took that role took on him yeah and he's just he's spectacular I, it's hard to say that he's spectacular because right. it's such a loathsome character yeah but talk about crying in a movie and getting hit in the gut man the 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 choice that he made at the end to link those those two time points it should be heavy-handed should be overdone but it it's perfect. You know, I'd like to take a moment and say we've had three actors come out this year and say that preparation for a role was so hard for them they had to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota Johnson in Suspiria. Oh, yeah. Um, him in this movie. And then just the other day, Michael B. Jordan said that about Killmonger. Um, oh, really? Because to get himself in place to play Killmonger, it was a darker place than he expected. And True. by the time he was done, he was messed up. Hmm. Uh, and I, I like, I think I would like to applaud that. Yeah. Because it destigmatizes therapy, uh, to say that. And it also points out that, that therapy, a lot of the reasons people are afraid of therapy is they think, it's it's like a lifelong thing. It's a, I either am in therapy forever or I'm not, and that's not always the way it works. So, anyways, I think that's good. People I like that. talking about. I like John David Washington, right? Yeah, Denzel's kid. He's Denzel's yep. kid. Uh, he's great in it too. I I just I I think this is a wonderfully acted movie. I applaud the choice at the end. Uh, it can feel a little didactic. You know, it can feel a little in your face. But how about it's okay to be in your face? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yep. it's it's okay. Yep. Um. So. 
Uh, I was most impressed by the magic trick in this movie of making it as almost pop movie making as it was at times and fun in in mm-hmm. at the same time deep and meaningful and terrible yep. you know at times too like i don't know that's a that's a difficult magic trick for a director to pull off to be able to match those two tones and i th- i think spike lee did honestly it well. i'm not i'm gonna wait for it for a little bit to to make sure that i'm not overreacting to it but i think this is my favorite spike lee movie mm. i think it, it, the the candidates of course would do the right thing malcolm x uh, Inside Man would be mm, up there yeah, too. I was gonna, I was gonna mm-hmm. throw that. Uh, in there. I I would watch this movie over those in a heartbeat. Malcolm X is a great movie, but it's so long. Yep. It's so I don't know. I I would totally watch Black Klansman over any of those movies. Yeah. Um. Before we move on, can I can I throw in the other what? Just there's three real quick, just to mention them that kind of finish off your okay racial quin you know quintilogy or whatever Quinja. whatever it would be Paddington, <laughs> Paddington two right yes yes of course <laughs> uh, blind spotting I don't know if anybody oh, else got a chance to see I've blind got spotting it in there it is so good uh it may be I I may like it more than Black Klansman even for hmm. this kind. It is it is powerful. It's um David Diggs uh from Hamilton mm-hmm. you know, we were just Ooh. talking about uh and the that whole kind of rap speak kind of thing is in this movie in a really powerful way that you think could never work, should never work and yet completely works. Hmm. Um I thought Blind Spotting was amazing. Uh The Hate You Give. Yeah, another yeah. one that I have in there. <laughs> um is an, is another one to watch. Uh very powerful, specifically even more specifically dealing with police brutality, those kind of things. Um I I found that one absolutely phenomenal. And then if you want to go extreme, uh Bodied, the YouTube movie that that came out is a fascinating look at what race is today and especially dealing with free speech the idea is there in an avenue where you can say anything and explore anything and is a rap battles that avenue and it is a comedy it is a satire in many ways um but it's it's absolutely do fascinating they have that on blu-ray do they make blu-rays i don't their know movies? if i don't know if they do or not i know for a second there it was free but on it's YouTube. on youtube it's well a YouTube it's youtube youtube red. yeah paid youtube yeah this was a then we had a tr- um, shouldn't we get like honorary that's my point accounts that's the only reason i haven't done it yet <laughs> what is it five bucks yeah wave it yeah how much money have you made off our videos <laughs> I know, right i just yeah. want to watch bodied and go on with my life right uh I, we had the we had the preview of like summer preview or whatever and this was like towards the tail end right and the tra- there was no trailer or at least not a real trailer of it mm. or whatever so we didn't even know what that was and didn't even see it come out and i didn't know it was a youtube red thing um uh let's go back to some box office champs here and uh, just quickly touch on these jurassic world fallen kingdom a massive failure to me (laughs) (laughs) movie sucks yeah it's uh it's it's not a failure financially but it's a failure as uh, a piece of entertainment they're not trying they're not even trying hey i'm a jurassic world defender and i think fallen kingdom is awful yeah so I yeah. I thought I thought that when they when they were on the island it would be mostly island stuff and they would have to worry about the volcano and all that but nope they went the lost uh, world route and yep. made the whole thing the lost world well, well at least the, the lost they, world had the decency to keep it to the end of the movie yeah. just for, like, you know I right, mean is there any way the next movie is not oh a bunch of dinosaurs got loose and now we have to go hunt them all down all no, over the globe no it has to be and I don't want to see that yeah it's like it's not Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> it's Jurassic World. <laughs> 
It's like aliens, but with dinosaurs, yes. I guess. Yeah. It's a world of Jurassics. I don't want it. I don't want your dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, a movie that th- this is probably the only big hit that I didn't see. Um, but uh, this was just a surprising huge movie. Doctor Seuss's The Grinch. Now, I know it's it's not surprising that a Grinch movie would do well. Mm. Like the Jim Carrey one did well. Uh, the I mean the the old TV show or mm-hmm. what one off or whatever is still playing and everything so it, it makes sense that a i guess a prequel is this a prequel to i don't know did you see it yeah um it's i mean it's a it's the grinch story you know except yeah. it's benedict cumberbatch it's really i there's not a lot to say about it so all right well, I mean, i've heard i've i've, I've heard <laughs> sure it was a movie <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's like uh it's like in uh mr show where they where people have our our court mandated to watch coupon the movie <laughs> <laughs> and and you see like the the reviews from people walking out of the auditorium and jack black's like i saw coupon it was a movie <laughs> um oh here's something good mission impossible fallout yeah oh! <laughs> yeah no kidding best best picture Best director, best editing. Okay, now maybe not all those things. I think McQuarrie should have been nominated for best director. I agree. Yep. Uh, I think he was on my nomination ballot. I just want everybody to know mm-hmm. on my critics' choice. I ballot. think, and I, I, I have never made a movie as many on the internet have pointed out to me. <laughs> <laughs> but what? I have always believed that it is very similar to managing a supermarket, which I have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much more like being the general manager of a project than it is. I think like a strictly creative endeavor if does that make sense sure he's managing all the creatives he's certainly making those decisions but he's also managing the pas he's managing all the crew you have to put your finger in all the dikes mm-hmm. to make sure that this thing comes out the way you want and this production was like a year and a half two years in the making yeah like i don't think it would be fun to make movies like this I think it would be infuriating. I guess so, but uh, Christopher McQuarrie definitely loves doing well, and, it. Well, and Tom Cruise, and he have the same kind of mentality that the excellence is worth all the effort. That's mm-hmm. why Tom Cruise jumps out of that jumped out of that plane a hundred different times to get the shot right. Why he literally learned how to fly a helicopter. It's the, it's the most ridiculous scene I've seen. Now, there's a problem with that. There's a big problem with that scene. The helicopter Logically, scene or the jump? The, the, the halo jump. Yeah. But... There's a lot. I have a lot of problems with this movie, like logical problems. With sure. This movie. Yeah. If you want to put the logic it, hat on. But it it it, it pays off with so much awesomeness that like I'm going to forgive him. That ultimately. whole foot chase where at first Walker doesn't know he's being chased and Hunt is trying to chase him, but he's had to go up the circular staircase and Benji can't tell why he's going in circles. And he's saying, turn left and cross the street. But he's actually five stories up on the, <laughs> the roof. And he's like, I'm working on it. That whole fucking sequence where we follow him running along that thing. Oh, my God. It's just yeah. it's breathtaking. It's ridiculous. I've seen it like four times now. And I'm no less. Every time I want to jump out of my seat and go, yes. <laughs> what do you mean the halo jump? Uh, so the halo jump is, is the one into Paris, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. and so everything is gorgeous. You, you see it cuts to Tom Cruise, never takes the camera off him. The guy, we've all seen the behind the scenes stuff where the cameraman jumps out. Yeah. Can't even see the viewfinder. But Henry Cavill gets hit by fucking lightning. And he's he's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happened was his oxygen blew off. 
Yeah. And so Tom Cruise can find him, and as as long as he's got his oxygen back on, he's perfectly fine. Well, he's a trained assassin, Barrett. He, can, he got <laughs> hit with fucking lightning. He can he can he's, withstand lightning. He's a trained assassin, but later on in the movie, twenty five years, his senior Alec Baldwin will go toe to toe with him for thirty <laughs> seconds in a fight. No scene. kidding. For like gets good five punches in before. <laughs> well, not know. only that, fucking uh, pseudo Lark takes him out. Yeah. Like he he's won that fight. Yeah, Mission Im- Mission Impossible against both of them. Mission Impossible at this point is is not it's it's more than just a movie i think it's more it's it's more like how much how much tom cruise is actually going through and it makes you wonder if it it can take you out of the movie at times because that's him doing it all does this stuff. it does me it does you yeah um because i still when, love it when he broke his ankle or whatever i it took me out of the movie when that scene came up because i was like oh when he, they were shooting he actually you know broke yep. his ankle here or whatever but yeah. there's something about the helicopter scene where it has the opposite effect on me where because i know he's doing that and he literally could die mm-hmm. filming this scene in the movie he's operating the camera and flying the helicopter and acting and it actually makes the stakes higher for yeah. me. Yeah, and I'm the same way as you are. Like, it doesn't take it out of me. It's just like, it's just, there is something else about watching these movies, especially you see him like hanging, even on a smaller television, like way, way smaller than a movie screen. There's something big about and the way McCoy oh, yeah. shoots it. Oh, yeah. Uh, him hanging on that rope with that counterweight that's on the bottom or whatever and everything. You're just sitting there like, it's almost like watching a documentary and you're watching an action. You're watching an action exactly movie. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. There's something elevated beyond your typical action. Films. I feel like Why I love gonna, it so much. We're going to look back and say, history failed us here because this movie should have gotten us to start looking at directors of other films for best director. And mm-hmm. it should have pushed the envelope all the way for stunt stunts getting a, an Academy award. Yeah. Because there's no higher profile guy doing stunts risking his neck than tom fucking cruise i think you could have done something there well not it didn't happen well the the academy unfortunately feels like the awards are the boring part yeah we gotta cut more <laughs> not add some. yeah exactly it's like the awards are the part we watch for mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know lean into them mm-hmm. not away from them yeah uh, i like what you said on twitter about you know make it five hours make it 11 hours make we'll it watch. a super bowl well, man start it, see it that's know, the yeah. that's the thing that i've always said i think people who are attracted to the oscars don't care about the length and uh, I, I I said this a few years ago. I was like, they were like, we're trying to make it shorter. We're trying to make it shorter. I was like, everybody who watches this doesn't care about the length. They just want to see stars and they want to see people getting awards and all that. Yeah. Five hours. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. Started at five o'clock. Who cares? Yeah. It's on a, I mean, I know they try to get it in on Mondays and everything, but do it on a Sunday. Yeah. Is it, is it Sunday? No, it's Sundays. They do is it Sunday. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's always going into Mondays. They, they change it. They changed it at one time though. It was it's possible. A, it was on a Monday at mm. one point and then they, they moved it back to Sunday. But yeah, if it's on a Sunday, just, I think the, I think the reason they moved it was because people were hung over on Monday or something. But I mean, it's like, you're going to be the same way on Tuesday. It's, well, it, also, who's really like hitting the bottle hard on Oscar night? Like regular well, office drones. Well, everybody, I think. <laughs> I, think I, I know the, the celebrities are. Oscar parties and all that. Uh, oh, that's yeah, what I, I, that's that's what I said yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, you got to lean into the awards. And here's the thing. What if you, like, you eliminated the best picture? 
in order and you just announced the order. So whatever came in ninth, you honored it and said in ninth place this and you did that throughout the ceremony. You know, like lean into that kind yeah. of stuff. Tell yeah. us the results. I would love you know? that. Oh, it would be so great Wouldn't to see the fun? results. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so much fun. And mm-hmm. you would you would definitely tune in for that. Like uh you know like all right, uh you know, Bohemian Rhapsody not best picture th- this year. It was fifth. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you move on and you're like, okay, well now it's down to these. Four. Yeah, exactly. And you get Twitter just buzzing about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, they don't hire us to no. do that. No, unfortunately. They, don't. they haven't called. In fact, they have a straining order against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, solo, a star Wars story. Boo. Yeah. Oh, I liked it. No. Did yes. you like this, Aaron? Um, overall, no. Yeah. I think I'm on the no side overall. Uh, it's, Listen, I think Alden Ehrenreich is a great Han Solo. I loved him. I agree. Uh, And so because of that, I can still watch it, even though overall I don't like it. I can still put it on and have a good time. He's about the only thing that works in that movie for me. Like the Game of Thrones I mean, Donald Glover works too, right? Mm -hmm. But the... What's her name? Amelia Clark. She feels so out of place. She here. does. She does. I but I love uh, Paul Bettany. I think his character is good. I the the chewy angle is uh, there's some things that weren't perfect about it. Uh, there's a little too many double, triple, quadruple crosses at the end. Well, and it's uh, fan service the movie, right? Like, I mean, it's well, I don't think it's only that. I think there is no. too much of that. But I think the story is fine. Um, I, I I love Lando. I love Donald Glover's Lando and the relationship he has with L seven. Yeah, you just L- like robot L three seven three or whatever. Oh, it works. Uh, yeah, so I think I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's a delightful movie. I I I haven't seen it since it came out. Uh, but I just was just I was lost during it. Just hmm. like not not like not like it was confusing. It was just more like it, I'm not grabbing onto anything that this movie is selling me right now. Hmm. Nothing seemed right. There were some things in it, like Donald Glover in it and everything, but like, yeah, everything else was just like, I'm not buying this story. I don't, hmm. I don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, of course they, uh, it's a good, it's a great question also as to whether this failed. Uh, it, it did okay box office wise. But did this not do as good box office wise because there was still backlash from the Ryan Johnson Star Wars, or is it because they genuinely that people genuinely don't care about Han Solo as a as a movie subject? Yeah, I mean, I think did it just not look? Great? It may be it may be equal parts of both. I think the movie also did itself no favors by firing its directors halfway through production. No, I know <laughs> There's a lot of stuff well, wrong with directors. This. By the way, that have you know made spider-man into the spider yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. All right. Right. Doing, mean, all right. doing okay <sighs> I, I feel like that was uh, the i feel like the general movie going public was aware that that movie had behind the scenes issues and that in general i think keeps a lot of people away yeah yeah all right it's time to talk about movie again yeah baby movie. uh in the last week i have not been able to see anything new movie but i did see it there was a bunch a little bunch of movies that i saw uh, about a month or so ago and one that is unfortunately not on there right now mm-hmm. but uh had audrey tattoo in it called priceless oh and, yeah uh and uh it is oh it's so wonderful i love audrey tattoo yeah. so much and in this one she's playing a gold digger and she's like real sexy in it like Ooh. like you know in amelie, la la. in amelie she's just cute yes you know she's a cute pixie sprite mm-hmm. but like in in this she's like she's a she's got a little uh mean streak to her and everything but um she uh 
she uh starts going out with this like she meets she's married and she meets this guy well she's about to get married she's about to get married to a guy who's like super rich but then he she runs into this guy in the bar and she thinks that this guy is an actual like super like player because of the way he acts and everything but he's actually just the bartender ah. and uh and so she ends up sleeping with him thinking oh she this is the next guy i'm just gonna be with this guy now <laughs> and he tries to play everything he can to try to keep her keep her in interested in everything because he starts he learns this pretty quick that she's a gold digger so like the whole thing is about like him trying to keep up with her her realizing she he's not what he says he is and then just a whole bunch of just like crazy madcap stuff happening all all at once in the movie i loved it i love oh, this is a french movie yeah it is cool it's a yeah. strong ass endorsement yeah, yeah right let's watch uh, it now Screw man pod there's this is like the perfect time to sign up for movie because they've got the the Sundance takeover stuff to coincide with the Sundance Film Festival uh, that had a lot of American titles, some of which you, you've heard of or from directors that you've heard of. Uh, they're also doing the Berlin Film Festival mm -hmm. takeover. And this is stuff that I'm just not normally like exposed to. I just I, I'm, I'm weak on like world cinema uh, that that I don't see on movie. So I'm really, really happy to have this. And I saw a, a movie. It's ironically set in New York. Uh, it's called return to Montauk. Okay. Uh, it's a 2017 movie directed by Volker Schnindorf. Ah, yes. Nobody's going to judge you there, but uh, uh, except, <laughs> except, <laughs> Germans. except God. Yes. Uh, and it starts telling Skarsgård and I love Stellan Skarsgård. He's been really good in you know a variety of movies that i've seen goodwill hunting the avengers and all that stuff he is outstanding in this movie mm -hmm. he is all of his dramatic talents are put on on display in monologues super tight shots his interaction with uh, a couple of women uh, in particular three women in particular and it's a story that's very much a slice of life it's about a, like a, a famous author that comes back from germany to new york and meets up with an old past love that he loved super hard mm -hmm. but very briefly and it is just a delight it is really really moving and there's a part in there where like you think maybe it might be fading but then it just gains momentum and it's it's fantastic it just came out fairly recently so if you sign up you'll have multiple chances to see it so i'm taking this opportunity not to make a dirty joke <laughs> nice there, there hey! were, i'm growing yeah. there were plenty of opportunities in there weren't there, there i were. heard several opportunities we said, what did he say really hard and very brief <laughs> that almost got me yeah, interactions with three women you know there were there were a lot of opportunities there but now the joke's been made right <laughs> no 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 no. it's a little different it's a little different you're getting credit pay no attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> like it's like i just want you to know that i didn't talk about that thing that you just said stop repeating like my tactics. <laughs> uh, I was looking at movie because you had mentioned that we were going to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, looking through it and like, I haven't seen any of this stuff, which is exactly why you want movie, right? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, I'm a film lover yeah. and I'm looking through this stuff going, what a great idea to bring a movie each day into the service, you know, and just kind of have them rotate through. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a brand new, beautiful 
piece of morsel of film for you every single day. And I, I got really excited. About it. I had seen Winter's Bone, which I think was on there, which yeah. is yeah. actually filmed where I'm from. Oh, in that's the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in Jennifer Lawrence's breakout, you know, yep. hit. Is that her and, first movie? Or like I mean, it's certainly her breakout movie. movie. It's one of her first, but She's she, she was not known yeah, when yeah. this came out. Yeah. So in uh, Deborah Granick, mm-hmm. I think, did Winter's Bone. I actually uh, sat at the same table with her this year at the uh, Critics' Choice Awards. Nice. Uh, she was there for Leave No Trace. Um, You're going to be dropping so. Critics' Choice Awards like listen, nuggets listen, every 30 seconds. Listen, I ain't above name dropping. That's right. I was standing in a, <laughs> next to a urinal with uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so go to mubi.com slash cinemasins, mubi.com slash cinemasins. This is like one of the best deals that you can get out there. It's it's 30 days free. You're going to get so many movies. You're going to have access. <laughs> You can have access to so many movies within that 30 days that you will not be able to give this thing up. It is so great. Uh, the interface is fantastic. It looks beautiful. D- just do it. Just do it right now. Trust me. Trust us. we got four of us that all love movies, and we kind of know what we're talking about. Just give it a shot. Mm, you can watch this on your phone. You watch it on your iPad. You can watch it. And there's some TVs, like I've got, that mm-hmm. you can watch it on uh, an app for your TV yep. if, if they've uh, signed up on that. So it's uh, it's good. Yeah, so give us the awesome. URL again, movie.com slash cinemasins. That's it. 30 days free. Uh, then we have, this is these are big hits that are also Oscar nominees and uh, contenders. Uh, a Star is Born. Uh, a movie that I really like, but I think I, it's one of those where I'm tired of hearing about it. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be honest. I was kind of tired of hearing about it like before it came out. Me too. It was kind of, it was kind of predestined to be this awards darling to the point where people are are almost a little surprised it wasn't more of an awards darling. Yeah. Like the fact that he didn't win the Director's Guild Award. Yes. Like, well, he's not nominated for Best Director. Um, I'm okay so, with that. I, I am too. I think Bradley, that's fine. Bradley. I think that I think it's a spectacular movie in a lot of ways. I think it peaks way too early. I think that shallow scene is phenomenal. Yeah, and in then the it's shallow, all down. It's low, low. all down here. We'll see. And, and if that song had just, if I could have just had that song in the movie, and it just stayed there and not. <laughs> <laughs> and not a, not a, not have been a, like a regular airplay fucking thing. Then I would have been okay with that song, but now when I hear now, if I will go back and watch this movie, that song is going to grate on me. Now. Oh, that's too oh, bad. Totally. That scene is no, the so scene good. is great. I've seen oh. the scene. It's basically the music video. But man, I had the worst day like two days ago. I couldn't sleep all night. Had a Maroon Five song stuck in my head, mm-hmm. which is like hell. Was yeah. that why you couldn't sleep? <laughs> It was circular. Oh, it was yeah, keeping yeah. me up, yeah. and I was ruminating on it. So I went to get coffee in the morning. Walked into the coffee shop. Fucking shallow starts right up, like the doom 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 doom. And doom, you were happy. Like, Fuck! Oh no. Well, at least it wasn't that Maroon Five song. It was just as annoying. Okay. However, taking taking the movie without all of this now the shallow has been whatever <laughs> the shallow stain <laughs> the shallow stain. Even though you're right, Aaron, that's a great scene in the movie. It's it's probably the best scene of the movie. Um, but uh, the movie itself is really good, and um, and you know it's uh, it tackles uh, those demons that uh, that uh, stars like bradley cooper's singer character go through a lot of these guys go through and i don't think there's enough talk about how good he is in the movie yeah i really think he's good in that movie um i I haven't seen it sorry 
Uh, <laughs> but I've had at least two people tell me he's better as an actor in the movie than he was as a director for the movie. I, that's possible. I hadn't thought to compare the two necessarily. They're very different, you know, art forms. But I, he's definitely really great as an actor. I think. Right. Yeah, movie's really good. Lady Gaga is really good in it. Mm. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's a good movie unfortunately it's got that little bit of a like i'm kind of tired of hearing mm-hmm. about it but uh but very good don't don't let that uh don't let that deter you if you haven't seen it uh another uh music themed uh big hit uh bohemian rhapsody um there's a movie i'm tired of hearing about yeah <laughs> fuck this movie <laughs> i am so over it because we we saw it we reviewed it and we were all pretty middling on it i'd like to go back now and give it a worse grade me too. I st- I haven't seen it again. Me too. I just would go back and give it a worse grade. That's how tired I am of hearing God. about it. God, everybody, everybody outside of this room that I've run into loves this. Movie. Yep. I don't understand loves it. Loves it, and I think it's because of the Queen songs, man. If it, it wins Best Picture, which I'm it, done. It will not. But I don't think it will either. But nobody thought I, Moonlight I mean, would upset. <laughs> I've either. seen a lot of people put it as the worst movie ever nominated for Best Picture. It's got to be up there. Hmm. Um, th- this is this is just a bad movie in a lot of ways. I mean, there's just it's just bad movie. Thank making. you, Ao. Um, Ao. I I have <laughs> I have I mean, and you're right. It plays fast and loose with the actual history of a lot of the stuff that happened. I think you're right in that people hear Queen songs and amazing sound systems and are like, "Let me live here." Yeah, yeah. Because they're amazing. Yeah. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for it because one of my friends uh, actually does the vocals. He can sound, I mean, he's Mark Martell. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his stuff, but Ooh. he he actually sings for the Queen Experience. Uh, they picked him to be kind of the, uh, he's, he is Freddie Mercury incarnate with his voice. Like sort of a Rami Malek fill-in? Or he did all the vocals. He did he the did vocals all- in. Well, what in I read was that they blended him and Freddie's original vocal track yes. and Rami Malek. Yeah, depending on the, the moment and what they could do yeah. with mm. it. Um, so, you know, there is that where I'm rooting him on. And it's exciting to see him, you know, in a movie that's getting this attention. I just wish it was a better movie. It's like whenever I want a movie Jeremy Sinzer did the storyboards for to be good. Yeah. 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 And then there's Very Wolves. Similar. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. yeah but yeah i uh I, I everybody i've run into like loves this movie and i'm like i you know i just i don't know what i don't know what to tell you this mm. is not i didn't like it at all i like the queen songs freddie mercury has no agency in this movie mm. he is not his own person everything he does in this movie is because someone manipulates him to do it mm-hmm. and when he is going down the path of drugs and sex and all that stuff it's because oh he was tricked by his manager give him some agency to choose a dark path like yeah. what like, there it's just so frustrating to me to see a human being be put on the screen as just a piece of paper, especially one mm-hmm. like that. I do um, like the I do like the the off, off screen story that that he and the girl that played his love interest are together now in real life. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, I like when that happens. Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> All right, and we're rounding out the big blockbusters here. Ralph breaks the internet, a movie that I did not like at all. Um, I don't know. It, it could be just I was in a bad mood that day. But I just didn't like it's it. It's got problems. Yeah. It's got problems. It's another one I enjoyed watching, but it's definitely got problems. Yeah. I, I haven't seen anybody just flat out rave mm-hmm. without misgivings. So there's I, some really great stuff. I mean, that princess stuff is great. Yeah. Uh, the song she sings, uh, I think, is great. So there are, there are moments where I get excited to go back and watch it. But overall, there's just 
that that last you know million Ralph March or whatever you want to I like it's that's just weird. It's mm-hmm. it's distracting and gross and strange and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with that. I don't know. I'll have to watch it again at some point, but like it just didn't I didn't respond to it. The first one I loved um and then this one was just kind of like I said, it felt like the third movie more than it felt like the second movie just because of the, the decisions that the characters have to make in this and everything. They're already, they're already putting their friendship on the line forever in this, in this second installment. <laughs> I was, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really uh, respond to it. Uh, then another, this is a great one. A quiet place came out earlier in the year, came out in April. Um, uh, quiet place is a good movie on its own, but let's, I really, really appreciate a movie that makes the audience active members. Ooh, um, sure. And our active, our active, uh, our activity in this movie is staying quiet. And uh, it, it's a, it's a great. I mean, we've seen this before in scenes like Mission Impossible's, uh, you know, scene where Cruz has to go down and uh, hack the CIA computer and all that. Mm. People go stone quiet during those scenes, but. Uh, uh the fact is that it got people for an hour and a half to shut the fuck up <laughs> is a big huge win in yep. my in my in my uh book um quiet place is one of the best movies of the year it really is right yeah i mean it's just an effective horror movie it's got a great uh kind of gimmick to it but it's not solely because of the gimmick mm-hmm. um great performances krasinski directs it really really well i read still uh, get annoyed about the waterfall thing but fuck it. I read that the first four times through editing the movie, they did it silently, and I can't decide if I think that's cool or pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> both things can be true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Both is happening <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> you have a destiny and you don't. Uh, you died on a Tuesday. What do you think of A Quiet Place here? I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. Mm. Um, it, I mean, it's a movie that owns you, right? Like, that's always a fun experience when the movie just grabs you by your lapels and doesn't let go for 90 minutes. And you don't what, have lapels. Well, you know, it's a figure grab of speech. Grab you by your hoodie. They <laughs> grab <laughs> you by your earbuds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um on on to some more awards uh stuff the favorite another great movie that came out this year this is yargos lathimos right mm-hmm. yeah. i hate yargos lathimos movies until this one oh really I, yeah, yeah i like the i shouldn't say the lobster i was like okay you know i didn't hate it <laughs> Doug, that movie, so <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. killing of a sacred deer loathe that movie yeah, it was, i still haven't seen that. oh it was mm. just it was one of those movie experiences where like halfway through you're like do i like you know you don't have to watch it all the way like you're a human being with free will mm-hmm. but you feel like you know in my case i owe it to people who want to know my opinion on it that i have to sit through it or mm. whatever and i just i it just became an active hate session for the last mm. so i did not go into this looking forward to it i just say that um, and I think it's just because we're on a different wavelength. You know, he's mm. on a, a definitely. Different he's on wavelength. his own. He's in his own world. I just connect with it. Yeah. And, and I, even though I don't connect with that wavelength, I think what he's doing here is at least accessible enough that you can buy into the characters and the story and the craziness and oh, sure, have yeah. an interesting journey with it. So I, I enjoyed the favorite. This is just pitch perfect casting. Man. Yes. It is uh emma stone is perfect for that rachel vice is perfect for that and olivia coleman who i'm glad is getting some some recognition now mm-hmm. 
uh, is perfect in her. That's role. who I voted for for best actress was Olivia Colman. Oh, I think she's I've, phenomenal. I'm, in this. I'm down with that. She does everything in this movie. I mean, she's she's got perfect comic timing when she's like, I like it when she sticks her tongue inside of me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it waylaid our audience. We we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and uh, but she's got the the gravitas too. She's got some. Re- she's got to do some physical acting in this mm-hmm. uh, because she's. Either the same age or like younger than Rachel Vice. Yeah, yeah, she's younger than Rachel Vice. Uh, so yeah, I, she really ages herself up and then accentuates the the physical disabilities. Her story is tragic, but she plays it off almost comedically. Mm-hmm. The choices that Lathamos makes in this movie to make it slightly anachronistic, but not totally. Yeah. I think this is a great movie. I think this is a legitimately great movie. It really I mean, is. It's pretty anachronistic. Like, I mean, it's not. Hmm? I, the, the movie is. I mean, they're doing dance moves from you know. The That's what I was talking century. about. No, I know. I I just I I don't know. You tempered it like it didn't quite become. An, I I think it's pretty anachronistic. I think that's the only part though. Yeah, maybe. It's not like somebody whips out a Game cell Boy. phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like the gesture you made for you whips out a Game Boy. You know what it is? Here's what it, here's here's why I felt here's why I felt like I had to say that because you, you're right. There aren't any like more uh, physical representations of that, but the verbal, like the the script and dialogue in this movie mm. is very modern. Um, mm. You know, they may th- throw a little uh, syntax on it. But the things they're saying and the you know the way they're saying them you know are very modern, which is fine. I, mm-hmm. I doesn't it didn't bother me. I'm just nothing may ever bother me in a movie as much as a Knight's Tale when the crowd starts singing "We Will Rock." Right? It doesn't get that right? bad. It doesn't. No, get it that definitely bad. doesn't get that bad. Uh, this is the first time. I mean, I, I like Nicholas Holt in general, uh, and and he's he's great in Mad Max. You know, right. he has his little moments in there. But this is the first time I've really felt like I really like Nicholas Holt. He's really good. He in this. digs so funny, into this man. fucking character. Yeah, even uh, Mr. Swift. Like, yeah, uh, Mr. Swift. Alan. Uh, Joe Allen. Mr. Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. Oh, I mean, I, is she still with him? You would know this. They are. They are together. They were just photographed uh, holding hands a couple days ago. God bless him. Mm-hmm. God bless mm-hmm. him. Good for those Old kids. Power to him. Yeah. I um, like that she's finally having a relationship that we're not talking about. Yeah, just seems like a normal. Dude. I think she's doing things to keep it that way. He like, got a he got a hand job from Emma Stone in this movie. He did a, a very, in this movie a very yes. disinterested one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's like she's I think this <laughs> I think this movie was marketed very poorly because my wife really wants to see it, and I think she would hate it from what you guys are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. she thinks it's like a Victorian, oh yeah, like, like royalty drama. It Just play is. along, Jeremy. Just play but along. It is, it is a lot of different movies rolled into one. I'm telling you, I've heard enough from what the three of you have said. To know at least two scenes are going to really upset my wife. <laughs> the I don't think I, can, I don't the think I can, That might be part of it. <laughs> well, wait till we tell you about the bunnies. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, love the favorite. Um. Then we have Vice, which we just recently mini potted. <laughs> uh, Bigger boo than Solo. Jer- Jer- Jeremy Barrett hated it. Uh, I really liked it. I think I, you liked I it. I do. I really like Vice. I think it's great. All right, you guys want to talk about Rachel it? Vice? <laughs> yeah, it's Rachel Vice. And uh, said, speaking of Vice, <laughs> Rachel Vice, Vice. I listened uh, to the. I listened to all the Sincasts. My one of my favorite podcasts. Aww. So um, I listened to the mini pod on Vice, and it was one of those where I just kept yelling at my phone um, because I had things I wanted to say. So now look at me. I'm here. I get to say. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I think I. 
I do not agree that this movie is any more ridiculous than Big Short. I think they do the exact same thing. I think it's McKay's style. I think he's a, you know, he's kind of a Wikipedia director where it's almost like he wants to give you all the information you need to understand what he's trying to say. And so he does wild, satirical, strange things, you know, the Shakespearean scene or the, the credit, you know, which the is mid- the one scene I did not like. The mid credit scene, the, the menu scene scene of torture choices you know these kind of weird big but choices. i did like the other two things that you just mentioned. no those were fine and I, that's it's not satirical i don't think though to have a literal lure cutting back and forth when he's having that conversation with w though you know i get well you and i talked about this before we even did that podcast yeah you you just think he's doing it on purpose and intentionally and i just hate it whether he did it on purpose <laughs> or on accident because it feels like i mean again Whatever his intention were, it feels like he thinks I'm dumb. Yep. It feels like I, he feels like he thinks I can't make the connection without him selling it to me. And what's frustrating is that this movie is not going to this movie is not made for people who's who love chaining. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come in here and go, well, you've really changed my mind by showing me how he was fishing that that scene with George Bush. You really got me. I never knew that before. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're already preaching to the choir with this yeah, movie. So yeah, yeah. some of the underlining seems unnecessary. Yeah, Except yeah. for the choir hated this movie. Except well, for the people who hate Cheney hated this portrayal of him because they thought it made him look too nice. Did they really? And, oh, yes. Oh, yes. What? There are plenty of those articles about, especially the soft side towards his family. I just saw an article stuff. the other day that said Lin-Manuel Miranda is throwing away a shot because he hasn't done anything since Hamilton. <laughs> this, is, this is an article in the national and i'm dead serious? serious oh it made me livid because what the miranda fuck? put out a kid's book or a book called good night good morning or something like that the guy tears into that for how simplistic the rhymes are basically he's wasting his genius and he owes it to us to do more stuff it's one of the worst articles a, i've ever read yeah, he life. did moana he just did it, something it's recently one of the worst articles i've ever read oh my, my god life. it's, it's a fucking piece. idiot and he's going to be guest starring on brooklyn that's Nine right Nine, he is so i i i totally against that mary poppins art. returns he just did god well, damn it and he's gonna create the first uh latin american disney princess it's, he's doing stuff but even if he hadn't he created hamilton yeah, exactly. and he that was coast, four years ago he can sit for a while <laughs> sorry I, to- I totally hijacked everything. no you're, you're absolutely i think this is an interesting movie in the way the responses happen to it uh, does come seem to come from both sides. Hating. I mean, there are very few people who like this movie, um, and I just happen to be one of them because I found it. I found it fascinating. I found the way it looked into that time of the world. I I found it um, even at parts educating. I think one of you said, you know, you didn't learn anything you didn't know from that movie. And I'm thinking, man, I I remember you know going through that and thinking, oh, I didn't I didn't realize how deeply the whatever that clause they talk about in that movie or oh, the executive clause yeah the executive mm-hmm. that like how transformative that stuff became through all politics not well, just yeah, republican the, politics well, the but problem through all is politics. when the movie starts out saying i hate this motherfucker and this is a hit piece then how much can i trust the history he shows me about how it all went mm-hmm. down behind the scenes well like if, i didn't i didn't i didn't know i'm not being you i'm not doing air right. voice but like i didn't know about the conversations in the situation room the day of 9-11 i didn't know that before i saw this movie but i don't know if it went down that way right that's so aaron by the way <laughs> uh, yeah anyway i'm just you know what i mean the movie <laughs> yeah. starts out saying i'm biased as hell yeah oh absolutely and then tries to show me facts and mm-hmm. it's troubling because i can't that's why i compared and it to michael moore are, yeah and most of them are factually correct but it's how do I know? But how do I know? The yeah. conversation about how he decided to be a Republican or, or Democrat. That's so colloquial in the movie. There's no I don't know if that's real or not. Right. 
it just feels like the movie wants to make him pick it for a silly reason and yep. not for any conviction. Well, in and in fairness, the movie also wants uh wants license to do that without it being either like it, it states up front, hey, listen, he didn't write this stuff down. Like we don't know what the actual right. stuff is, so we're doing our best to guess. Well, and but even, we're also spinning a narrative it's kind too. Of, right. it's, the movie this is why the movie frustrated me because that very title card said we tried our fucking best. Mm-hmm. It's basically like we didn't try. Yep. We didn't try at all. <laughs> well, and then we the, made up half this and shit. Then the, and then it very the very end, like the very final scene after the outtakes, which I don't know. Did everybody stick around till? No, the <laughs> outtakes, I don't think I did. Is a focus group where they're testing focus testing the movie, supposedly. And Adam McKay is one of the members of this focus group, and they're basically railing on him for, you know, being biased and, you know, this was just a, a hit piece, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's it's fascinating that he wants to even play with the meta nature of that at the end. And I, I listen, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just find it fascinating. I find it fun to watch and interesting. Yeah. Well, you're talking to somebody who's watched Office Christmas Party 15 times. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not ever going to judge you for liking a movie I didn't like. Uh it's, it is fascinating to me when we get passionate about our likes and dislikes uh, because those that's what it's hardest to understand. Right. Like you you have trouble understanding my Roma opinion and I have trouble understanding your vice opinion because they're both more impassioned opinions than I would expect because usually we agree. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Movies, yeah. are, weird. Well, Movies and, are weird. And I think part of it also has to do with that performance. I just I love his I love Christian Bale's performance in this. I think it's it's transformative in a way that we only see, you know, rarely in mm-hmm. a generation. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I thought it was phenomenal. Is he going to win or is Rami going to win? I sure hope he wins. Yeah. Over Rami. It's going to be one of those two, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have first man, uh, uh, Damien Chazelle's, uh, look at Neil Armstrong and, uh, first men on the moon and all that. And they didn't plant that fucking flag, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, I can't like a movie if they don't plant the American flag. Uh, Has there ever been more of a dog call than, than that whole controversy? Uh, had a, uh, commenter on SoundCloud say that he, he disagreed. He didn't like the movie. He, he realizes how technically proficient it is, but mm. he, he was saying that he or she actually, uh, was saying that, um, it's, it's almost like they, they lucked into it in the, the, the moon landing. And I think the exact opposite. I think they show how much skill and precision were required to pull mm. off this, yeah. this ridiculous. Same here. And it's, and it's done in such a realistic, way just because something happens to make the trip hard and that you know that it almost didn't happen doesn't mean that they were suit everybody's going to be super lucky in a situation like that right if they get there Mm -hmm. but it's it's because of of their skill Mm -hmm. that they are able to survive and they're able to make the trip in the first place and all that so i don't i don't get that either good movie uh, this, yeah, this is, I, be, I truly believe there were two masterpieces made this year. And I think First Man is, other than Roma, the other one. Nice. I, I, I think this movie is, uh, insanely well done. Um, and I, you know, I've looked at a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and I'm so impressed by Chazelle, so impressed by, you know, his uh, ability to go from these, you know, different movies and do different things. Um, I, uh, from right from the beginning, it's another one of those grab you kind of movies with that, you know, bouncing off the atmosphere scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so intense. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people didn't enjoy the close ups and the shakiness and that kind of stuff. I think it's all perfect for what he's trying mm-hmm. to do here. And the fact that he uses the same shooting in the, the space stuff 
as he does in real life stuff is fascinating yeah, that's to cool. me. The idea that he's telling a story about how real life trauma is like is the real version of, you know, the the glory of man that can get to the moon. We all go through that. Every day we have our own real life traumas that is the glory of man trying to figure out how to get through and navigate and like I just I there's just a lot of beautiful stuff here and I I really love it. And I think Gosling's performance is so nuanced and subtle and beautiful mm-hmm. and came out it. and was forgotten immediately yeah. and i don't i don't really understand why uh, because i feel pretty much the way you do about it but i even forgot about it because so <laughs> many people had had just like left it in the dust mm-hmm. and when it came oscar time and it got snubbed for a bunch of stuff i was like oh yeah first man I remember really it's liking the that. Polar movie. opposite of a Star is Born. Like people are talking way too much about that movie, yeah. and nobody's talking about well, First and Man. And it's related because Star is Born came out the next week. Oh. Yeah. First Man came out, and then Star is Born was seven days later. And Ryan Gosling, jump. Ryan Gosling's second cousin, was the bassist for Jackson Maine's band. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, another first. First Reformed. Um, this uh, this movie. Um, I saw this about a month ago. What you what you think? Um, I liked it, but I'm not like on the it's great board. Yeah, I'm not on that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's uh, a great performance. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it earlier when I talked about it. It is it's a movie that's done by two different people. Uh, Paul Schrader is making a technically proficient. What is it called? Uh, his uh, neo realism or something like that. What is uh, it, there's a term for what he's doing and Ethan Hawke, which is, which is not really connected to like an emotional performance, but Ethan Hawke is making a very emotional performance. And so I really like that, but I don't like the stylistic stuff that Schrader did. Mm. Oh, interesting. I thought some of that stuff was really beautiful. Some of the stuff is really beautiful, but yeah. then it, it's, it's so much of a copy of what's been done before that he's acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it loses its soul for me. Yeah. Mm. The it, only soul is, is delivered by, the characters themselves and especially ethan hawk my experience with first reformed uh watching it as with many movies that i watch i knew nothing about it had had seen nothing uh it was a very fresh experience for me and i was just like it it pushes a lot of my faith buttons you know my faith background and the idea of dealing with doubt and faith and what that looks like in your life uh and so there's a lot of that and i'm engaged in his story and his doubt and what he believes and dealing with environmentalism in this movie is you know kind of Mm -hmm. what he's trying to wrestle with and figure out sometimes i push a lot of your faith buttons that is true (laughs) you do you're welcome to anytime um and and then i get to the end and I'm like, oh, it's this kind of movie, too? Yeah. And yeah. then I'm going, okay, now let me rethink what I've seen here. And, you know, I, I just, it, it was it was one of those movies that just stayed with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's as great as some of the movies, we, other movies we've talked about, but it definitely has uh, as much of an impact as a lot of those movies we've talked about. For me. Yeah. You know, it sounds it just, like, did you have the I'm, same? It sounds like I'm in between because yeah. I like the story of it. I like the, the um, I just like the idea that, at first he he's not quite sure that this is all a sham like somebody giving you money for your church and all that and and uh then him realizing oh shit this is way way bigger than i thought it was 
uh this guy is only giving me money so that he can look like he's like he's doing something good in his life that diner scene has stayed with me yeah where Mm -hmm. he's trying to figure it out and like that his performance in that moment is is some of the best acting i've i've seen this that uh, last year yeah and then uh and then it has that sort of whirlwind ending there where they're they have the big they're having that big uh you know uh church reopen or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. church restoration pageant whatever they're doing uh at the end uh and and the 250th anniversary or something yeah something like that and he's and he's debating whether or not to you know to commit an ultimate sin to cover up or to uh kill somebody who's really really doing like Mm -hmm. he's he's sort of made a decision of what sin's worse there you know but uh but amanda seyford's really good in it too very good um she was actually pregnant during the movie was she really yeah she's got a sneaky good career going she does right now like uh she's done i mean we mentioned jennifer's body that's an interesting you have mean girls you have that chloe movie that came out that i thought Mm -hmm. was was very good yeah and she's terrific in this yeah of course, yeah. she's getting overshadowed by the Ethan Hawke love, but mm-hmm. uh, she's toe for toe, toe for toe, toe for t- grace, toe for toe, yeah. <laughs> toe yeah. to toe. With them. Uh, then we have Eighth Grade, another great movie that came out. God. Um, Are we talking about more movies this year, or were there just that many worth talking about this year? I I think 2018 has overall one of the the most the the biggest breadth of great movies yeah. that you can find it just feels like there's more than there should be mm. <laughs> there's, there's a lot yeah and yeah these are all here. these are all like really good like you, it's it's unbelievable um this is what won the director's guild over bradley cooper right was bo burnham didn't he win i don't, i didn't pay attention really oh i did see that it won something i think he won he won new director yeah i think director's new director. guild does does a new director award and i think he won that one then who won the um main one was it wasn't Quran? I think it was Quran. I maybe think it was, it was Alfonso Quran. Okay, maybe. I'm oh, sorry. This movie's badass. Badass. Yeah, yeah her uh, Elsie Fisher. Fisher is so freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. This movie. Do you yeah. have a daughter, Barrett? No. Okay. Not that I, I know. Of. I don't either. And I I wonder if that would impact the like it's. I just I, after watching this movie. I'm so glad I don't have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, fuck like, that, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, it is. I mean, the stuff between her and her dad, I found beautiful and devastating. Yeah, man. And I just, like, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I, eighth grade is a great movie. Yeah. This movie's amazing. Yeah, really, really good. And there's there are moments where it could take choices, where it could make choices, where it goes down a really dark road. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm glad it doesn't. Me because too. I was... I don't know what it was, but I was expecting the dark moment, and it and it didn't get there. It's interesting because you're, you're talking about in the backseat. The yeah, the dude that takes her home because it is almost cliche at first. Yeah, but the way that it unfolds is, I, I think, I think a great choice. I think it it avoids certain pratfalls, and I think, but it still gets it still gets there without going there. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's the little restraint that uh, Burnham has shown that that's pretty. It's good, it's maybe because I've seen so many things go down this road, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, I, I I know it becomes a completely different movie if they cross the line, but like, um, and so it it would behoove him not to do it, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's easy to still make that go across the line 
have her be upset about it and then just be a just an everyday thing that happens and you know and uh, her reaction just, is perfect right yeah and um, you don't have to have that baggage but i i'm glad it didn't go that far and it, it's uh it's some, some really good uh, uh choices that he made in there and her performance like you said when she's doing the youtube stuff and it's all that nervous like um and um <laughs> you know yeah, it's a realistic i mean you know her, and her videos have five or six views you know it's kind of a, <laughs> mostly her dad right yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i thought it was really good Gucci. uh the the last one in the award season uh, uh thing is uh, can you ever forgive me which i have not seen I has anybody know. seen it mm-hmm. is this the melissa mccarthy melissa mccarthy no, but i want to Richie really bad Grant. it's uh i i really thought it was good it, it was a surprise for me i wasn't expecting it you know anything from it and it's just i think what it is is it's based on a true story Mm -hmm. and so that always i'm always a sucker for those to know that something similar to this at least happened in the real world Mm. um and it's just one of those things where a person falls into something they're amazing at but the thing they're amazing at just happens to be very illegal Mm. uh and so it's just there's just a real fascination and compelling nature to watching the moral struggle of that like i can't pursue this thing that i you know i rock even though I'm so good at it because, you know, it's it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing I excel at is wrong. Hey, um, that's like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so there's kind of that fascinating element of it. And Melissa McCarthy is great and yeah, it's it's worth a watch. Uh so guys, I may have to start running these down. Yeah. Um unfortunately may have to give some short shrift to yep. some of these. Uh That's we'll fine. go through some documentaries. Won't you be my neighbor was really good. Yep. Right uh, on HBO now. You can catch it if you have HBO. Although not yep. nominated for an Oscar somehow. For some reason. <laughs> it was everybody was like uni- <laughs> uniformly beloved. Yeah. It's and, delightful. And no and he didn't get a nomination. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Minding the Gap, I haven't seen that. Skateboard movie. I think it's on Hulu if you want to check it out. Uh it is phenomenal because the director of it just started videotaping his friends when they were skateboarders and then it transformed into this movie about um domestic abuse and different things and Hmm. it's it's really powerful speaking of which that reminds me mid 90s came out and that was jonah hill uh doing this i didn't really like this movie that much no mid 90s i i thought it was a mess yeah i uh i don't i don't know i was really i don't know if it was because i was really psyched for it or what but uh it ended up not not appealing to i'm hoping that now that my expectations are lowered because this movie was made for me Mm-hmm. Uh, now that they're lowered, I wonder if I'll I'll enjoy this a little bit more. Yeah, because like you, I was super psyched. Uh, I forgot about Incredibles two. Incredibles two came out a great a great follow up to uh, the first Incredibles. I don't would we say this is a, an equal to it or <sighs> I've kind of wavered on it. When I came out, I I did. I thought they it was just as good as the first. Then there was a, for a while. I was like, well. No, I think the first is better, mm-hmm. and I think ultimately that's where I land. Um, mm-hmm. But it's re- it's Me a too. really good follow up. Yeah, it's very very yeah, good. Yeah, and, it's, and uh, you know the the sequel thing is does it really have to be better than the original? It doesn't. It has to be at least something that's around the original. I think, and yeah. it, it is, and this was. I tell you what, Elastigirl, man. I know, right? If she was a real she's, thing, she's thick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe my my baby got back outtake got cut from that sense video. That was, <laughs> yeah, well, I can't. It, probably because it was music. Yeah, I can't use it. Yeah. Uh, documentaries. Uh, some more documentaries. Uh, Free Solo. Holy shit! Free Solo. I can't wait to see. <laughs> this. Oh my so good. god! <laughs> I saw a review the other day that said like I like it's great, but I wish you'd have told me this because my anxiety. I, like somebody had an anxiety attack watching this movie. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yes, if if you believe that. 
by watching this guy climb this mountain is going to give you anxiety, then you probably don't want to watch it. <laughs> because Cause he, cause he falls at the end, this right? Is, oh, my God. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's like the uh, end of MacGruber. He falls, then somebody shoots him with a machine gun, <laughs> then they pee on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is really more about MacGruber than it is about 2018. <laughs> um, Free Solo is a huge recommend. I loved Free Solo. Yeah, Holy you gotta crap. watch it. They just released it in IMAX a couple weeks ago. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it, but man. I was surprised that it wasn't originally. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually, because you saw it at the Belcourt on a fairly I, small yeah, screen. Yeah. What I'd be interested in is if you watch this on your VR headset. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Because <laughs> that sounds like it would be it pretty has, fucking immersive. You know what's great about Free Solo, though, is that I don't know anything about mountain climbing. But in some way, they he tells you he tells you exactly what you need to know about this this climb. It's it's hard for you to understand like where he has to what he has to do, but they go through it pretty meticulously, and uh, he practices it a bunch and everything. And uh, but man, I love Free Solo, yeah, great movie. Yeah, uh, another documentary, Three Identical Strangers, uh, another great one. I know Jeremy. It's been seen like this. thirty minutes since I've seen a movie we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I can weigh in. It's great. Uh, it's dark. It's fucked up. I feel sorry for these guys and all the other anonymous people who don't even know they were part of the same fucking conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. You seen it? Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> you could be one of them. It's all. It's fucked up. I could be one it's of them. It's also super dark true. though, and fucked up. It's dark and fucked up. It's dark and full of terrors. Yes. <laughs> In another one that wasn't somehow nominated for. Yeah. I yeah. Both that one and the. Won't you Won't be, you be my neighbor, neighbor to yeah. be on that list? Uh, some more action movies. Den of Thieves. I never saw this. Which one? Surprisingly good. I've Did heard any that. Of you see it? I've heard that. Den of Thieves. Uh, Gerard Butler thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it has no Den right. Of Thieves. Oh no 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 no. Okay, it's surprisingly good. <laughs> yes. Because it's a direct to DVD type of heat ripoff. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's not good. It's it's surprisingly <laughs> entertaining. Watchable. Yes. Watchable. Yes. So it's Gerard Butler. It's the guy from season two of The Wire, Nick. The actor's oh. name is hard to say, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's in this. Um, 50 Cent is in this. Um, <laughs> and it's basically like a wannabe heat in the desert. These guys are going to rob the fucking Federal Reserve and Gerard Butler and his Rob De Niro wannabe team of... Am I right? Yeah. No, you Pablo got the Shriver. movie. You yeah. got the and movie. they're making you, uh, another one. You're talking about Pablo. Sh- uh, yes. Yeah. Pablo. Yes. Uh, he's in. Uh, he's also in um, Orange um, is the New Black. And the American Gods. On yeah. Stars. Pablo Schreiber. Isn't it? Um, he's great. I think he's really engaging. I watched this entire movie and it was a full record warrant. I just have never gotten to it on the podcast <laughs> yet. Because when I looked it up to learn more about it, I was like, they're making another one. Like, I never even heard of this movie. And it's recent. And it clearly cost like $50 million to make. I don't even know how you make money on that. I don't know. I did, don't it, know. did it have a theatrical release? It did. Yeah. Uh, but it I came out like January, saw, right? Yeah, it was but nobody early. saw it, right? It was, I mean, I was there. Yeah. I've, 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 heard, <laughs> I've heard people talk about it. Really? I'm fascinated how this movie is going to get a sequel. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's watchable. It's watchable. Sure. Yeah, it's record one. Uh, we have uh, a, a Tomb Raider reboot with Alicia Vikander was not very good at all. Oh, my God. I didn't like this at all. No, it's terrible. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, a sequel that 
you know if you're not gonna have look i didn't like the first one really i didn't either uh but if you're if you're not gonna do if you're not gonna do it with guillermo del toro then what's the point to me well they probably got exactly what they wanted out of that yeah you can look on the screen when you watch this movie and see all the places they cut spending <laughs> yeah from the first movie <laughs> very to this much one. so and then i think there were enough lingering fans they probably got enough on that box office run to make because that budget had to be like no that was 500k or something like man. half of that went to charlie day <laughs> <laughs> uh steve mcqueen's widows that was a pretty good movie yeah yeah really liked widows um uh yeah that was really good yeah there's some great uh there's some great directorial choices in that movie mm-hmm. i love some of the ways he shoots. there's a conversation that happens in a car and he shoots the entire conversation outside of the car mm-hmm. as it's moving Ooh. and oh yeah it, it's it's fascinating to me because you're going okay why do you make that choice right it's a bold choice and then you start to put it together. It's about how they're coming from messed up inner city, you know, poverty, and they're driving two blocks to his mansion. Mm. And so you get to see the visual transformation and how close in proximity rich lives to poor. And, you know, he's making these really interesting choices all throughout that movie. Great performances yeah. you know, down the line. So it's mm. definitely worth a watch. Uh, Ready Player One, which was a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think even if I had not read the book, I would have been disappointed. But just because it's Spielberg and I, I, I'm no different from everybody else who thinks highly of Spielberg. Um, Talk about a forgettable movie. Yeah. And, uh, I just, um, yeah, I didn't like any bit of it. Nope. I mean, it was, I, I liked, uh, the H character. <laughs> I think you just wrote a song. <laughs> I want to buy hamburger. It would come to me. The one, that, the woman that's in uh, Master of None. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, let's let's get the name. Let, uh, la, 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 it, it probably starts with the Q. La, la, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Lena Waithe. Lena hey! Waithe. Yeah, the first letter right. <laughs> she's awesome. But yeah. she's awesome in everything. Yeah. Uh, Rampage. I didn't see this. How about no, it, guys? Oh, you <laughs> are so lucky. <laughs> this movie hard, man. I would watch. You liked it a little. I did. I did like I, it a little. And I'm, I'm about to say something that will make no sense to you because you like this other one, too. I would watch Skyscraper five times in a row before I ever watch Rampage again. And Skyscraper is <laughs> one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. Skyscraper is one of the stupidest movies but, I've ever seen, and I just love watching it. Like, it's, okay. it's, re- it's really interesting to me. Rampage is kind of the same way with me in, in um, every Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie apparently because I was going to mention what's the the San Andreas San Andreas is the same way with me I know it's an absolutely stupid film but I, there's something just about the the rockness of it I don't know the rocketude is the word I, you're I, looking I, for one of, one of the most fun experiences I've ever had writing sins was writing skyscraper because it is like it is a movie that has a you know a high sin per second ratio, right? Yes, it does. And to watch this movie that I had had a great time at and go, this is this is the most ridiculous thing maybe ever put on film <laughs> yeah. was a really fun experience, you know, because it's kind of that that um, you know cognitive dissonance of how can I love something that's so awful? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, we just talked about Skyscraper. Now, Upgrade. Upgrade! <laughs> You've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. Have you gotten there I yet? I have not. This movie is not good, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And I, if I if you watch the first half hour, it's it's every it's basically in time with Justin Timberlake, a really good high concept <laughs> sci fi movie set in a near future that's just not very good. Uh-huh. 
production values aren't quite up there. That like the, she's driving like the smart car that looks like <laughs> like a souped up like it's from Camry. Pacific Rim Two. <laughs> I mean, it looks a little cardboardy. Um, but but once if you stay with it that far, and he starts because I'll give you the premise. It's this guy. He works on cars. He's working on one for this eccentric computer guy. He goes out there with his wife, gets shot, his wife dies, and he's severed spine. So now he can't walk. Mm. Computer guy he made the car for has a special chip. You can put it in your brain, and it can take control of your limbs. It'll allow you to walk again. Yeah. All right. He's like, all right, that sounds pretty good. Actually, takes a little convincing. <laughs> then he does it. And then he begins to investigate his wife's death. And from there on out, the movie is cocaine on acid. <laughs> and I fucking love it. I have watched from that point on. I actually started skipping the first half hour. <laughs> I have, that first fight scene where he's investigating in an apartment and the guy comes in and, and sees him in the reflection. And he first just starts like not dying, trying not to die. And then eventually says, Stem, I need you to take control here. And then the chip takes control of his body. <laughs> And holy shit balls. It's that scene you've seen where he pushes himself off the floor from a prone yeah. position on his back to standing. Um, the action and the choreography of the action, it just makes me scream with it's, adrenaline. It's a- I am on my feet going, yes, and giggling. And I've seen it five or six times now. Later on, he goes to this club in his wheelchair. And he's like, hey, I know some of y'all know this other guy that I just killed. Go ahead and tell me who you are. I'll take care of you, too. And one guy starts laughing, and he's just sitting in his wheelchair, taunting the guy. Guy rolls him in the bathroom to beat his ass. Nope. He says, Stem, you take control. And then he starts beating ass. He starts beating so much ass, even Stem the chip is concerned. Don't get overconfident. <laughs> Don't get overconfident, Greg. And it sounds like um, Spock from the J.J. Abrams movies doing the voice of Stem, but it's oh, really? not because I Googled it. Hmm. It's not Zachary Quinto. Ah. It sounds exactly like him. Hmm. I cannot recommend enough. The second half just of the way, well, just the way the way the action is staged, he's he do, he's sort of an accidentally type of everything that he does, and, and he reacts to it in real time. Yeah. So sometimes something his body has just done will make him wince in pain, or make him like, "Look out!" or "Don't do that!" or "Oh no, he's coming to don't don't, don't kill him!" Because he says to the first guy, he's like, "Take him out!" and Stem immediately puts a knife in the dude's mouth and cuts his head off yeah. from the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just so fucking awesome! I want you to see this movie so bad. It's funny, like Upgrade and Venom have a lot in common. Right? Uh, it sounds like same yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, and and, and, Lo- and Logan Marshall Green is Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado. Soldado. Um, I didn't see this. I saw the first one. First this one was good. The, this movie's preposterous. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Th- is, this is the the movie that the Trump uh, basically referred to in yes. the border wall, yes. right? Yes, exactly. Because he saw the prayer blankets yeah. and stuff. Uh, Josh Brolin is really good in this, just like he was really good in in everything for the last like fifteen years. Uh, but it's 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 stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Uh, the Meg. I had fun with the Meg. Uh, ended, Agreed. Yeah, I ended up. Uh, I mean, I was on the Sins video for this. I ended up. I ended up like, you know, sending it. But it was just one of those where it's like it's a stupid shark movie. I'm I'm down with that. It's better than Deep Blue Sea. There you go. There you go. Uh, the Predator. Uh, there's some moments of there. There's some very Shane Black moments in there, and you're like, oh, you could have done this whole movie this way. Yeah. But uh, another one where it feels like studio interference. Yeah, you got bodied. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, and then Bumblebee, which I liked better than I thought I would. Yeah, it's fun. 
yeah, it's it's got that same syndrome as it's the first Transformers movie since the very first one that's okay. So it ends up feeling really good. Yeah, but it's probably just kind of okay. And um, she's really good. Haley she, Steinfeld is really good. She's a star. She's going right. to be a star. She can sing, but she was great from True Grit on, and then Edge of 17 just sealed it. Yep. Um, she's set for the next 20 years. And she loves herself. Well, mm. at least in some ways. Yeah. She don't She don't need nobody else. That's right. Uh, I saw <laughs> <laughs> That was my fur- Haley Steinfeld furiously <laughs> masturbating. That person. You're that person. <laughs> Uh, some comedies I know that uh, we've talked about Game Night a ton yeah baby we've recommended that one very well shot very well very fun very fun game movie Mm -hmm. Uh, a futile and stupid gesture Um, did any of the rest of you see that really enjoyed that I loved this movie it's great isn't it loved it yeah it's really fun I'm kind of surprised on the IMDB it's got a 6.8 yeah, I don't know. Well, I I think that's it's, it's high, just, but it's not as high as I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, it's it's shot in an unusual way. It's presented in an unusual way. But I love the humor. I love, oh, me adore too. the I humor. I love it. The David Wayne stuff is great, yes, man. Yes, yes. And I, I just love the interactions. Donald Gleason is fucking great in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And Will Forte, I don't like a lot of the stuff that Will Forte does. He just, his his thing grates on my nerves a little really? bit. Uh, but he's great in this. Yeah, and the, the whole the whole thing. Is I had great. seen some sort of documentary before this, like maybe two or three years before this came out. So I knew the story of the main the main writer guy mm-hmm. and how like his death was so mysterious too, because he walked out onto like a, a mountain ledge mm-hmm. or something, and all they found were his shoes. Yeah, and, and his glasses, right? And his glasses yeah, yeah. and whatever. But uh, I I I I don't I can't remember what that documentary was called. But I would recommend that one as well. If you if you're really into the like you know the, the inner workings of uh, National Lampoons and how that all um, how that all started. And by the way, sneaky great performance is Joel McHale as Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. He is dynamite. Well, and that's what's really fun about the movie too is these are people we know yeah. from fairly recent history who are being played by people who we know from now. <laughs> well, and Joel McHale would have had an inside track there with I, that's that's uh-huh. what really tipped me off. I was like. Is he gonna? And he nails it. Awesome. These these bumbling things mm-hmm. that Chevy apparently used to do. Um. Uh. Then there's blockers, which was eh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Move and on. then there's tag, which is oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's eh, with lots and lots of laughs. Well, I'm like, I'm like yeah. Hannibal Burris in that in that wedding reception scene where it's they like ask somebody... him how many glasses of wine he's had. He just giggles. How many? Like, I had somebody ask me where it would rank compared to Game Night, and I'm like, I feel like Game Night is excellent filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and Tag is not excellent filmmaking. It's just still really funny to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and uh, like you were talking about that one scene with Jeremy Renner and saying he approaches me in a pussy-like fashion and all that. <laughs> that that's really funny. Uh, and Hannibal Burris, I think this is his, the funniest he's ever been in a movie yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I've said before, I, just, I wish it was more ridiculous than it was. Why would you play a game where you're repeatedly being punched in the asshole <laughs> not in the asshole uh, i didn't see love simon did you see it uh, i did there's we i mean there's no reason to spend a ton of time on it um it was really likable though i think i think you'd enjoy it what's interesting is it got a lot of i think press for you know being about this homosexual teenager who's you know trying to figure out what it means to be a teenager and gay and romance and what's interesting about the movie is it doesn't rely on that like a lot of movies do it doesn't make that the thing mm-hmm. it's just a part of the character and mm. so i think it, you know it feels very authentic and real nice um, because of that 
Um, the the death of Stalin, which uh, Jeremy has talked oh, a lot, so of, good. Talked a bunch about. I saw recently, probably. Did you probably, like it? Yeah, it really did. Oh, uh, it's so Armando funny. and Iannucci can really do no wrong in my eyes, and he's 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 one of those very just consistent comedy writers, and uh, everything he does has bite to it. And so stuff like this in the loop and veep, they are all they're all worth watching. The yeah. other day in the car, my wife was trying to make a point, but she was losing her words. And she was like, not there was stuff in the and she just kind of trailed off. And I said, Stalin destroyed the status quo and he rebuilt it. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, what? And I said, it's this thing from this movie that they say a whole bunch acting like they think it's really profound yeah. when really I don't think it means anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we highly recommend that movie. Uh, some horror movies. Hereditary was great. It's a good year for horror. Yeah. Good year for heady horror. Yeah. Hereditary Ooh. was great. And uh, uh, Tony Collette. Uh, now, she did get snubbed. She was correct. Very snubbed on this. Mm hmm. Um, uh, one of the best performances of the year. And you won't. Uh, she doesn't get recognized. For yeah. It. It's really good. Yeah. But uh, Hereditary's got a lot going on in the background. I'm I, I'm a little bit more sold on the ending than I was, but I'm still not like completely sold. on yeah. that ending. Uh, Annihilation. I know that uh, I know that at least you do you. You love it too. I love Annihilation. Yeah, I, I did I not love so it. Great. I liked it, but uh, I've gone back to watch this movie several times, more times than I I thought I was going to. And there are some times that I skip to the end. This movie is <laughs> this movie plays like music to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, it's but a when very I put it on, it's like I'm putting on music, not like I'm putting on a movie. Mm -hmm. and I don't know why I said that because it's really not. It doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> By sense the way, the, the 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 movie, the Stellan Skarsgård movie that I was talking about with the movie thing, mm -hmm. uh, it's scored by Max Richter. Oh really? The, 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 on the nature, on of, the daylight. nature of daylight. Yeah, huh. oh, that's fascinating. Very good score. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't think uh, we're steering you wrong there. I think uh, most people in this room would say rec rec big recommend. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, I like it. Not, not all the way. I will say that that bear skeleton mm -hmm. attack scene is probably the most terrifying thing I've seen in a movie in ten years. Yeah, Pretty crazy. Oh yeah, it's intense. <laughs> uh, Revenge. I never saw this. I remember we previewed it though in a summer thing, and I called it "I Spit on Your Grave" too. Oh, there you go. Uh, however, I have gotten a bunch of people tell me that it's great. I am always not the person to to talk about horror movies because i just don't like them in general mm -hmm. right like you're talking about hereditary not a great experience for me mm -hmm. um but i can see how a horror fan would love this movie it's very interesting and it's very interestingly shot but it is it's a straight gore revenge tale yeah so mm. uh, a movie that got a lot a lot of uh you know i guess cult cult following play was mandy which i did not like at all i didn't like mandy nicholas cage oh mandy um I, I interestingly shot uh didn't like it uh halloween uh the the sort of reboot -equal. <laughs> um man two months before this movie came out this movie was going to be the movie to end all movies and then it came out and now no one ever talks it about it. It was a dry fart. Nobody ever talks <laughs> well, about this it, movie. And it made a lot of money. It made over $100 million. Um, so I don't know if it's just because it's just a horror movie and people don't like talking about horror movies after it's you know come and gone or whatever, but I didn't like this either. It was, it's uh, Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. <laughs> David Gordon. David Gordon. <laughs> there, there are a lot of Greens. No, it's seriously, and they're all three names. <laughs> There's there's Logan Marshall Green, 
there's Brian Austin Green. There's David Gordon Green. Um, yes, David Gordon Green did this and wrote this with Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah. Um, so much potential there. Yeah, and uh, I, I I love the ending of this movie. I didn't mm. like everything else. Hmm. Uh, Overlord didn't see this. Oh, I've yeah. heard awesome. Things I about would this. say if you're going crazy over upgrade, Overlord might be your jam. Like Overlord is that kind of kinetic crazy can't believe this is happening kind of movie it's jj um, abrams produced right i you might be right yeah, yeah. oh yeah because originally it was going to be in the cloverfield That's universe thought, yeah. originally it was going to mm. be in the cloverfield universe um again i don't like horror movies but i liked this uh it's it's body horror you know mm. it's the idea of you know dismembered bodies and you know there's a little kind of a zombie element to it Sexy. but it's it's uh it i think this might be i do like right dismembered well bodies. i will have to watch this uh then there's the <laughs> Come on, this is the uh, remake of Suspiria, which both Baron and I super love. Have you seen it again? I haven't seen it since. Uh, I've I just, wanna, I just ordered it, I think. I can't wait to see this again. Yeah. Um, uh, I really enjoyed it. What did, what say you were? I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's a little too grotesque. Yeah, for me. it's a crazy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Bird Box, which is all the fucking rage. <laughs> I don't know, movie. man. We put up that Sins video, and I feel like the reaction from our fans at least has been universal thank you this movie sucked oh okay <laughs> like i have seen plenty of people loving it in general but the the video itself at least our fans seem to not like that movie very much yeah Did you see that somebody compared sandra bullock to michael jackson <laughs> no no how she looks like this. and now i can't unsee it it's, it's so it's not right uh some family movies paddington 2 heard that was good oh it's great you yeah. know paddington 2 is in my top five of the year really it oh, should be. i, I gotta see watched this. it on a lark because you had raved about yeah, it you great. son of a bitch <laughs> and i loved it so much i went and bought the first one mm-hmm. and watched it and it's great but not as good as the second one and then i just made my wife watch both of them yeah. um it's it hugh grant is probably the main reason why the second one is better than the first one because mm. uh, he's just delightful I oh, like the first one. I love Brendan Gleeson's great. Yeah, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Gleeson is a mean jail cook. I, I will have to movie. see both of these because I've heard both of them are good. They so. are. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. I didn't see that. How about that? How about it? I could I, give a rat's. Uh, Me too. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. All right. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. Didn't see that. He said it's it good. great. Is it great? Yes, it is. I want to see this. Oh, if, I like, like the show. Uh, it is. It is meta. It is funny. It is. It has some of the darkest humor I've ever seen in a kids movie. I'm not going to spoil the jokes for you, but they are phenomenal. Nice. Uh, it. It is. It is a great funny movie. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> And and it came and went. Nobody yeah. cared. Nope. Nobody cared. Uh, Isle of Dogs. I really liked it. How about you? Loved it. Okay. And you have, have still seen haven't it. gotten there. Yeah, like I, I mean, said, I said uh, seen it, but still haven't gotten. I there. started it. Wasn't connecting. It's, have yet to go back. It's hard to get into. Yeah. At the first, I'm going to give it another chance. It's hard because it, you don't know quite what's going on with the style. They're they're speaking Japanese and they're like you know they're not real. I don't think they translate right off the right off the bat. Mm, they, I don't know. And they do eventually where it, it becomes that like John McTiernan thing where it's like it changes it to uh, you know English. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, I really love that movie. Uh, Early Man never saw that cartoon. Yeah, it's it's Ardman. It's yeah, Ardman. It's, it's decent. 
Hmm. It may be worth a watch, especially if you've got a family. I can only imagine, which is the uh, <laughs> the about the making of that song. It's it's one of the only faith based films that I like. Don't mind rec- you know recommending to people who are Christians. One. I like. I think it's a really genuinely interesting story. Right. So it's something interesting that you might enjoy. Right. Peter Rabbit, Donald Gleason's in this too. He was in like five million movies. <laughs> did we you? like this movie? No. Did you do the sins? I did not do the sins. Video. I did the sins. I didn't like this. this movie. I I think it's okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Robin, eh. <laughs> same. Just watch Paddington too. Yeah, I, I, I don't see the point of these. Like, oh, they grew up and now they have to learn how the they've do they've done this with Alice in Wonderland. They've done this with Peter Pan. I don't, I don't need to see this shit again. Like, they have to learn how to be a kid again. Yeah. Uh, Hotel Transylvania three never saw it. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. No need to see it. Uh, Aaron talked about blind spotting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did anybody else see Welcome to Marwin? I didn't mm-hmm. see Welcome to Marwin. Um, man, is it an interesting, awful movie? Mm. It, it is just, I mean, it's fascinating. The story's fascinating. Steve Carell's performance is fascinating. It's just a bad movie. Isn't there a documentary? Yes. I think yeah. I'll watch that first. Yeah, exactly. It's a good choice. Uh, Mowgli, which was the, um, uh, Andy Serkis uh, version of the Jungle Book. This came and went already? It was on Netflix. Released on Netflix at the end of the year. Yeah. The first trailer I saw for this, I kind of really dug. It's great. Yeah? It's yeah. really good. Yeah. I, in my opinion, hmm. I, I think Andy Serkis is really talented as, as a director. Interesting. It's an inter- it's a good watch. Check that out. No. Uh, the Endless, which is a great movie. Uh, oh, yeah, Jonathan was raving about don't, that. Don't investigate this movie. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about this movie. You don't Just need to know it. anything yeah. before you go into this movie. It's very, very good. That's right. right. Uh, the Tale? I don't know anything about that. Oh, that's, that's the, the, dude. It's the HBO one with uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Laura. Laura Dern. It's, it's the most difficult movie to watch. It from is the year. It's a tough watch. But That's it the is one that you were fabulous. talking about that you'd seen. <clears throat> yeah, and it's another one that made me reflect on my own life. It, 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 it. I think this would be an excellent movie and a tough watch, uh, if it was straightforward. But I, I told you guys about the way that the director kind of does some tricks to tell the story, the way she'll interview actors playing the younger versions as though they're in a documentary being interviewed by the documentary director, but Mm -hmm. they're speaking in character. And then she does that flashback with the younger version of the girl. And then she finds a picture and realizes she was older at that summer than she remembered. Then she remembers it again. And it's a different actress playing a two years older version of her. And the same scene plays out super uncomfortable, but I, I can't applaud this woman more for both making a great film, but how she chose to sort of investigate. And it's very introspective. This movie, um, and Wardern's just killer. Yeah, it's mm. fascinating. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which we've all raved about, I believe. This yep. would be in my top five. This is another movie I've been thinking about a lot. Because it's this movie's all about death. Mm-hmm. And yep. I've been thinking about death. Mm-hmm. Not in that way, but in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Times Del Royale really liked this movie. Recently saw this. It's really good. I That's high, at the top of my list. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's drew goddard kind of a surprise yeah. i was a surprised at how good this was even though drew goddard did it and everything it just didn't it felt like it was just gonna be i don't know when i saw the trailer i was i was thinking of a like a one night at mccool's type of thing <laughs> yeah. it seemed like that yeah. for some reason uh it's then, phenomenal it's one of my favorites yeah i love it uh tully uh never saw this did anybody else see tully yeah uh i really enjoyed it did you like it yeah my thing was the uh, the trailer sort of taught me to look for something coming and kind right. of killed That's it for right. me. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but I did think the performances were really good, um, especially uh, Mackenzie Davis. She's just, she's having like, she like 
she's really good in everything, mm-hmm. but she's taken consistently quirky side character roles. Yeah, I like I like yeah. the cut of her jib. <laughs> she's um, a fine filly. <laughs> yes, uh, beautiful boy, which is on Amazon. I really liked this. You did uh, like it, yeah. Oh yeah, nice. Um, that's a snub for me timothy chalamet yeah he's I think so he good was so good in this movie hmm. yeah so good in this movie great movie overall go see it yeah it got pretty snubbed uh searching i talked about this i recommended this uh, a couple weeks ago uh, i definitely go watch searching searching is awesome that was came out of nowhere uh had like a brief theatrical release i think and then uh it's mm-hmm. the screen life movie where mm-hmm. everything takes place on the screen yeah you liked it i did yeah yeah i very much like it I, i'm excited to see how people can mess with that format you know yeah. and use it as a tool not yeah. a gimmick uh surprisingly decent a simple favor came out yes. uh this is i love this movie fun fun yes. movie yes anna kendrick and blake lively as you've never seen her yeah before. she's really cool yeah she's having fun with this yeah it's all about the ladies in this movie right here they're great together too their chemistry is great it's all it's all about the ladies uh boy erased i didn't see this this is the one about uh you know the uh, what like the scared straight type program yeah this is nicole kidman and russell crowe a gay conversion thing yeah gay gay conversion therapy um i thought this was really good and it's certainly a story worth telling and worth looking into i think russell crowe is really interesting here because it's kind of different than we're you know it's obviously not gladiator era russell he's not phoning this one in i don't i don't think so okay um he's he's been phoning in some shit recently (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah starting at man with the iron fists and all the way through until Uh, um, he's not in it a ton um nicole kidman's in it more than he is um but it's yeah i think everybody's good in it and it's good watch uh bandersnatch which is uh you know um that that it may be the future of movies you never i mean it might be the we might see more of these anyway i hope it is my hope that that doesn't happen it is my hope that it creates a new type of entertainment and forges its own path. Oh, I, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I think I don't think it's going to overtake anything. Because there is something to be said about somebody telling me a story. Oh, for sure, yeah. I don't need to be involved all the time. I like the idea of it, but just like choose your own adventure books when we were all kids who are suing this movie by the way. Oh yeah. Um <clears throat> you know, they weren't ever the dominant form of books. We all probably read a few, but I was also reading Star Trek novels and other bullshit. Yeah, I yeah. Just outed myself as a kid who read Star Trek novels. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a fun, a fun time. With I it. thought Bandersnatch was a good start. I don't think it's like we're going to see better ones down the road, probably. But this was okay. This was good. There's, I had fun. I spent an afternoon. Yeah. There's one moment in here where you make a decision for the character, and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few moments like that where it, what's the beauty of it is, is that they allow it to be meta enough to play with yeah. that world in a way that not you know not every movie can. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Ocean's Eight. We don't need to talk about that very Man. much. Fuck Sorry it. to bother you. That's another one. Oh my god. Um, this movie is weird. <laughs> um, it, it's it's oddly fascinating to watch. I don't think it's a complete success. Hmm. I think it's a. I am about like midway of liking it. Really. I'm exactly with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think it's a, a little too weird for its own good at, at times because it, it, it almost revels in the weirdness instead of the, the metaphor it's trying to tell. It's got something to say, but it doesn't quite focus right. on it. Agreed. Uh, you were never really here. 
I can't remember what Joaquin this Phoenix. Is that oh, the Joaquin Phoenix yeah. in the wheelchair movie? Um, no, this is the, no, where he's like... He won't a, get far on no, foot. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got some confusing-ass titles. It's yeah, like, yeah. You were, you were never really here. Yeah, he's already... We've talked about this. He's done a bunch of... He did that other one that we <laughs> still can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not here or whatever. Yeah, I'm not here. I'm still here. Whatever the fuck it is, stop making movies with about this title in it. Uh, but do you remember anything about it? Uh, I didn't like it as much as most people did, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely worth a watch. It's very dark and brooding and powerful. So mm. big right. movie you didn't see, Fantastic Beast Two. Heard it was terrible. It is. It's uh, terrible. I could care less about those movies. They yeah. can all bite it, which is unfortunate, <laughs> right? I mean, the Harry Potter world is, has been such a big thing in pop culture. It's really unfortunate that they're kind of messing this up. Well, it is and it isn't like. <sighs> I don't have time for this. Another po- <laughs> another podcast. I'll give you my thoughts on this. Uh, leave no trace. Don't know anything about. That's it. That's the Deborah Granick movie. Uh, kind of deals with PTSD. Yeah, and Ben is, Foster, right? Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and he's supposed to be really good in it. Right? He is really good, and as is the girl uh, who's in it. She's great in it too. So this is worth a watch. Yeah, uh, it's on Amazon. Creed two, uh, perfectly fine for what it is. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. The old man and the gun. Uh, Robert Redford, mm-hmm. old guy robs banks. Um, so it's like mule and that would make a good double feature yeah. exactly very similar <laughs> yeah did you did you like the mule um i mm, that's a complicated answer um no i'm gonna go with no yeah i'm the same i i expected more surprise a hundred million dollar hit though. yeah uh then there's wildlife yeah that's um uh jake gyllenhaal and it's basically about this community that lives near forest fires and how this family is trying to you know work their way through some stuff uh it is very interesting um ed oxenbold is the kid in this movie oh eddie and he is eddie ox he is great Hmm. so yeah uh destroyer that's the nicole kidman one okay Uh, oh that's that was on the the bell court recently oh yeah yeah that's that's worth a watch i didn't like it as as much as a lot of people are enjoying it but it's definitely a well-made film with some interesting things to do so nicole kidman's great uh and a private life that's on Netflix, I think. That is Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, and Catherine O'Hara, maybe? Maybe I'm wrong on that. Anyways, it's just they're trying to conceive. It is the most authentic and intimate look at what it means to try to have a baby in the 21st century that I've ever seen. Wow. Um, wow. It is, it is, that out. It is f- fascinating and gross and real. All right. So there's a lot of other movies on this list that I don't think we really need to talk about. Mm-hmm. I saw Unsane on there. That's a Steven Soderbergh. Worth talking about, but not in detail mm-hmm. or whatever. There's a few others on here. I know we missed some. It's a long podcast, and we've got to go. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and have these two pick Roma. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll go and do our we'll do our other one. But anyway, let's let's do our best of 2018. Did we have like an order. We stopped doing that, didn't we? Yeah. Why don't you start? Start You're talking. Well, You're talking I got to pick right Roma. Um, I actually. I actually had a miniature existential crisis about this because I knew I was going to pick Roma. I'm pretty sure Dicer's going to pick Roma, and I'm pretty sure everybody knew that. And I feel like I'm robbing you guys of a chance to take this like six rounds deep. You are. <laughs> and end up with like something like Death of Stalin winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to go Roma because I've, I've watched it six times now, and every single time it it has moved me. Um, and... And yeah, I just from from that first shot on, I was I was in, and I it breaks my heart that that is not the experience everybody has. Sure, but 
I, I take comfort knowing I'm right and you're wrong. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick Roma as well. Um, I had the same kind of existential crisis. Uh, I, what's interesting is we did the Sif Pop movie of the year and you know had 19 different you know gurus that weighed in and mission impossible fallout one movie of the year and that's what i love about a year like this is i'm great with that you know what i mean like there's so many movies that we could come to even though you know uh, jeremy and i have had this experience that you guys haven't necessarily had that i'd be like yeah let's call that the movie of the year but i think just you know from an integrity level if nothing else roma's that movie for me it's it's my favorite of the year uh i have i have about five swirling in my head right? i've had a quiet place there for a really long time i've had uh, eighth grade i've had the favorite i've had all the, the one that's freshest in my mind and means the most to me right now is if bill street could talk hmm. and i'm gonna call i'm gonna call that my movie of the year that hmm. is surprising and now i definitely have to see this movie if yeah you, if you it connected to you that much i really all those ones that i just named mission impossible fallout you can throw in there i mean seriously i i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset at myself for picking any of those mm-hmm. uh Ultimately, though, there was there's more profound sort of uh, impact that that movie had on me than anything this year. Quiet Place is a close second, I mm-hmm. think, just because of the way it was done. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say if Bill Street and I, may, maybe I'll change my mind if I see it again and I'll be like, oh, this is bullshit. But, <laughs> but <laughs> well, the only way we tie at this point is if Barrett votes for a movie he hasn't seen. <laughs> if you want to talk about integrity, I think might be called into question. Probably so. I actually wanted to the, the entire time since I've seen it, I was going to go with the favorite uh, okay. because the favorite has every single thing that I want in a movie. Mm-hmm. Salaciousness, comedy, drama, uh, backstabbing, all that stuff. Beautiful people to look at. Um, tongues inside people. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but the movie that sticks with me, similar to what you're saying, is Black Klansman. Yeah. Black Klansman, I think, is is my most slap you in the face mm-hmm. uh, and wake the fuck up type of movies that no I've seen. No shit. And it's, and it's so well done. The performances are outstanding i didn't even think that that would be my pick but uh, mm-hmm. it is definitely my pick all right so roma overall but you have a ton of recommends <laughs> yes, today yeah. guys <laughs> 2018 was a great year yeah. i wasn't expecting it looking at the major releases before yeah. b- when the before the year started but uh fantastic year uh so that's gonna do it for this episode yeah um uh keep on going to syncast presented by cinema sins on facebook uh keep going to soundcloud our cinema sins twitter uh we have a patreon uh we have discord which is kind of a sort of a married type of thing where patreon can get on there on certain on more channels than most but the general public can get on there with a bunch of stuff as well. Uh, and um, Aaron, uh, pimp some more Sift Pop if you want. Yeah, come come listen to the podcast, uh, Sift Pop. Just search for it. You'll find it in any podcast player. Um, we'd love to have you along. SiftPop.com if you want to go check out the other come stuff Come and play that we with us. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But uh, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott, Barrett Shearer, and Aaron Dicer. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Grab your movies. I, I Those actually, aren't movies. I actually didn't say anything because I thought you might have been doing that on purpose. What's that?
saying "mooby" instead of "movie." Oh. <laughs> yeah, you said it a couple times. Did John Lark end up being Solomon Lane? No, uh, John Lark ended up being Henry Cavill. Yeah, but but, uh, but mostly a fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they they say it, but they don't really end up. It doesn't seem like they end up falling on that. Like that's that was him all along. Because Solomon Lane is the one who's the who who ends up spouting out the uh, manifesto. Yeah, and he's the one orchestrating everything. Yeah, um, everybody's doing this manifesto, and I believe it's who is it? Is it they? Do they credit it to Lark who's who written the manifesto? Yes. I think in the beginning, yeah, yes. they credit Lark as the manifesto guy, and then that Niels DeBrook guy is all excited when the manifesto is read, and it's not his manifesto, but I guess he believes. Well, yeah, that. because uh, when August, that's Henry Cavill, right? Yeah. When uh, when he's talking to Lane, who he thinks is Lane, he says, "When I wrote those words, mm-hmm. then yeah, this is what so was going on." Up. Okay, so so he's essentially uh, Lark, but there's a, there's a lot of shit in there that is is weird to me. Like uh, Ilsa just pops in and out whenever the fuck she wants. Oh, to. she's omniscient yeah. as fuck in that movie. Yeah, she knows everything. She she ends up at uh, Max Junior at uh, White Widow at, at yeah. her party. Like her house, yeah. And then, even though the rest of them, including August, are, are involved in the heist, mm-hmm. she just fucking pieces out and yeah. like does her own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get Ilsa. Yeah, I no, love her. I don't either. Yeah, I hate Frozen. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she and Michelle Monaghan are pretty, and Vanessa Kirby. Oh, very pretty. they're all, they're all. Beautiful. I like me. I love that character, that uh, White Widow character. Yeah. What is she probably best known for besides? But with us, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I mean, the, the biggest movie she's been in is like Eagle Eye. Heartbreak Kid? <laughs> yeah, Heartbreak she's Kid. She's the, uh, yeah, she's, she's the, the love movie. interest, right? Yeah. Not yeah. the, because it's Malin Ackerman yeah. is the. Can you pile drive me from the. <laughs> yeah. the I just watched that part of that movie. Though, I love that movie. It's I don't love it, but uh, I, I think it's, it. I think it's hilarious. I like how she sings to every song on the radio. I love that whole progression of scenes where he's <laughs> he slowly realizes she's not going to stop. It's never going to stop. She knows all the words to every song. Yeah. That's hap- that's happened with me, by the way. And your wife? Yes, on the way back from Florida, like I didn't even realize it, but I was singing along to every song. Oh, it was you doing the singing? It was me doing it. And then, like as we're pulling on to our like our neighborhood. It was that BB Rex, uh, Florida Georgia line. The if it's meant to be, it'll be. And I just because it's so repetitive, and I was probably singing the top of my lungs, not even realizing. And she was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> I miss uh, I miss Ben Stiller movies like that. I'm, he's he's like the perfect comedic foil for stuff like that. I met Ben Stiller this year at the awards. Yeah, you pulled. How you was he? You tweeted a picture. What was it he for? Was cool. Uh, he was there for Escape from Danamora. Or Escape, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Escape yeah. to Danamora? Escape, I don't, that title always messes me up, but the Prison Escape movie, or TV show. It's a serious show. movie, right? Yeah. Serious well, it's a, show. It's a show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, Hulu or Amazon? Or Showtime, I think. Or Showtime? I don't know. <laughs> no, I could be wrong. I could be 100% wrong. Nothing, just somebody who taking our... Taking this seriously. Oh, yeah. Which one? <laughs> Screen grabbed and said, hey, everybody, CinemaSins thinks that if you wear glasses, you're a big moron. When did that how, happen? How is that? From the Hitch video? Yeah, because I said, how do you know he's a nerd? Because he's wearing glasses and he drops books. You know, the shit only total morons do. And they're just taking me at face value. <laughs> wow. wow. I wow. think you're safe on that one. I don't think... I'm, I'm safe on almost um, all of it, baby. I'm just saying, if you can't I mean, read the somebody tweeted earlier about... 
the 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 X chromosomes joke. Yeah, trying to bait me by saying, "So are you saying um, only people with two X chromosomes can be women? Because if so, look out!" And you know, I, I actually thought of that when I wrote that joke. I, I read that to some... my wife, and she said, "Fuck that! Sex and gender are completely different things." And I was like, right. "Oh, that's the exact response of this." Yeah, I doubt we'll go that far. Ba 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 ba. Six fifteen. Oh, we went that far. <laughs> we did Texas you again? You guys have tackled me and put duct tape on my mouth. <laughs> Dicer, enough movies.